Bill? What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Dudes, you guys are gonna go back in time. Yeah! You are going to have the most excellent adventure through history. Who are you guys? We're you, dude! No way. No way. Yes way, Ted! Look, we know how you feel. We didn't believe it either when we were you, and we us said what we us are saying right now. Okay, wait. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! Whoa. What's happening, Raymond? What's poppin'? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, back after a t- two-week hiatus. Yep, give or take. And, and yeah, we can have or so. But we are going yeah. to start the show off, jam-packed show, with Kevin's Vacation Recap Part 2. You got back on Monday, right? I Tuesday. did get back on Monday. Yep, Monday night. Uh, so we talked last time we talked. You went to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in yes, sir. in New Jersey. Red Bank. And you're on your way to Florida. I was, and you were there. I think when we talked last. Yes. So you were there for two weeks, and it was the day before St. Patrick's Day. Kevin, yes. how did your last two weeks go on vacation? Well, St. Patrick's Day was a it was a time, my friend. Was it a, was it a blur? <laughs> it was a time. No, no. I was completely sober for most of it. Um, and by completely sober, I mean not sober at all for most of it. Um, we went to downtown Melbourne where they shut off all the streets. And this one, like, pub, I forget the name of it, but they basically had, like, a beer cart on every corner. And there were a bunch of food trucks. It was really cool. Got a uh, sausage sub. Those things are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was great. And then they were like, let's go to Rooftop Bar. And I am of a very, very white complexion. So within about 14, 15 minutes of Rooftop Bar, which is exactly how it sounds, the bar on top of the roof, this kid was burnt to shit mm-hmm. in like 15 minutes. I was fine when we were down below. But uh, once I got up there, uh, things did not go well for me. Mm. For me. Um, mostly just my face and neck, which is the worst, honestly, mm-hmm. if you get burnt. Mm-hmm. Um 
showering's the worst at that point. But it wasn't that bad. Um, it was healed, like, by halfway through the next day, so I didn't even, like, worry about it once I actually showered the next day. Because I was not going to shower with that. Um, and then from there, some of us took the day off the next day. And by some of us, I mean one of the eight people I was with decided to sleep while we continued to drink by the pool. 6 p.m. Taco Bell run, and most people were asleep by 8. <laughs> one of the uh, guys I was telling you about, after days of drinking, decided that he was going to have a nightcap. This was on St. Patrick's Day. And his nightcap was three gin and tonics with not much tonic used. In fact, he had one of those little, like, eight-ounce bottles of tonic and didn't use the entire thing for the three drinks. Wow. So, yeah, weekend was fun, and then it was kind of raining in Florida for a bit. So we didn't really get to go to the pool, so we just kind of went around different restaurants, stuff like that. And then the day before I left was, like, 85 and sunny. And I actually have a tan now from that because I actually use lotion. Oh, and yeah. it's probably the tannest I've ever been, and I'm still white as fuck. <laughs> but if I lived down there, I'd probably be fine. Um, yeah. I would get a good base going. You wouldn't even base. recognize me. It would be great. So, yeah, and then driving up was god-awful because I hate driving. Yeah. Actually, I don't mind it. It's once you get past hour five, especially if you have a destination where you're going to. It's mm -hmm. like that five to eight hour range is the worst. But uh, it was a good trip overall. I've done I've done the straight straight drive, no stops before. It sucks. Yeah, that sucks. That's yeah. did you have somebody driving with you? I went by myself. It was horrible. How do you stay up? You don't drink caffeine. I didn't even stop. This is before that. This is before I was drinking caffeine back then. But oh, okay, this is before everything. I, back when you actually drank. Yeah, you used to drink Mountain Dew. Yeah, when I when I went down there, when I drove down there, I tried to get a hotel, and it was before I was twenty one. So you have to you you have to have to be twenty one to get a hotel. And twenty one or twenty five? It was uh, may have been twenty five. No, I think it was yeah. twenty one at the time. Okay. And um, I remember my dad called, reserved a hotel halfway somewhere, and the power went out. There was a, there was a tornado that came through. There was no power in the area where I was going to stop. So I pretty much had to go go straight forward, and I, I drove for a little yep. bit longer, and then I stopped at a rest area for a few hours. And, and that was before, like, Hotels.com, which oh, is yeah, the easiest before, thing ever. Before. That is the easiest thing ever. You go yeah. on, you're like, okay, I'm going to stop at Charleston, North Carolina. Here are my dates, and then you just go by cheapest, and then you look at one that doesn't look like it's going to cause you issues. Hotels, Hotels.com, Booking.com, Priceline, yep. all of those. Yeah, they're all, they all are so much better yep. now than what they were back in the day. And plus, we have, like, GPS in our phones now. Yeah. So you did that trip. Did you actually use a map, or did you know exactly how to go? It's 95 all the way. It's not that hard to go to Florida. It's it's pretty much 95 from here to 95 to there, and then just go Route 4. I think it's Route 4 that goes all the way across the state. But uh. I was on a bunch of... I was on, like, 270. Well, you're probably <coughs> so trying to bypass. I was going through, like, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And you try to bypass a lot of that stuff, too. Try to bypass the big cities. Well, yeah, I the know. GPS just takes you on the closest road or the closest way to get there. So yeah, yeah. I think I by bypassed New York City once, but uh, all right. So let's get into the rest of the news. Going into a fat fuck segment. Mention a couple, uh, one thing before we get into the taste test of the week. Pepsi changes its logo once again, probably the first time in 15 years or so. Um, they changed it to a more modern, more uh, 
more rounded logo type and um yeah it's just a pepsi logo i just wanted to bring that up because this week's uh, taste test is a limited edition um easter 2023 peeps pepsi marshmallow artificial marshmallow flavored pepsi Found it in the store of an Indian store last week and decided to uh, taste test it on the podcast for Easter next week. So, uh, let's try it. You like Peeps? I can't remember. We had I this like conversation. Peeps. Yeah, I okay. like Peeps. See, I hate, I hate Peeps and I dislike Pepsi. So, have at it. Hmm, actually, it smells good. That's disgusting. You know what it smells like? It smells like Piss? cream soda. No, it smells like cream soda. Do you like cream soda? I do sometimes. It can it be a little smells- sweet. It smells identical to cream soda. So you bought cream soda? This is Pepsi flavored with cream soda. That's exactly what it is. It's like if you took a cream soda and a Pepsi and you just combined them together. Mm. That's what it is. I haven't had cream soda in years. I used to love it as a kid. I used to buy the IBC... And then I got into the IBC Black Cherry. And then I ended yeah. up getting the Wild Bill's Black Cherry, which is my favorite Black Cherry I've ever had. Wild Bill's a great soda company if they want to sponsor us. Oh Just God, saying. Man. Veteran owned and operated. I'm ready to go for the sponsorship. I can do the read right now if you want me to. It's not bad. Um, if you like cream soda, I think you'd like this. Um, yeah, not bad. But yeah, Pepsi is my least favorite out of pretty much all sodas. So. Yeah, I'm a big orange soda guy. I love, love orange, orange soda. Kel love loves orange soda. No, you haven't watched uh, <laughs> that stuff, have you? Keenan nah. and Kel. No. Um, but yeah, orange soda, ginger ale, Sprite. Sprite, yeah. Big fan of Coke. Have you, try- have you tried the Star yet? The uh, Sierra Mist? Uh, I have brand? not. It's actually not bad. Uh, I assume I tried it tastes it. like Sierra Mist. Actually, it's a little bit sweeter. I think they're trying to go for the Sprite market. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's a little bit sweeter. Um, I tried it in the fountain at uh, uh, KFC has it because KFC is owned by uh, yeah Pizza, Pizza Hut conglomerate uh, PepsiCo. So they have the best Pizza Hut has the best. We are, we talked about it before the pod, but Pizza has has the best soda just because they know how to do it in the restaurant to make it taste good. That's um, what uh, happened with Coke and McDonald's back in the day. Is they created a, yeah. the similar formula, but they figured out a way to make it better at McDonald's. The, the right type of ice versus the right soda. Yeah, so it's all. McDonald's has such a such a mathematical way of doing their food yeah. and doing their releases of food. Yeah, that, yeah, it makes sense. And they have like, and it's all about the straws there too. They're a little bit oh, yeah. wider, yep. so you get more flavor on your taste buds. It goes to you faster. So yep. that's a bigger that's a big thing too. Mm-hmm. I love a good Coke from McDonald's. Yeah. Um, let's get into a quick teach race sports segment, which I'm actually going to be teaching you this time. Okay. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. We need a theme for Teach Race Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. You play a lot of uh, baseball video games? Yeah, I love baseball video games. The reason why I switched to PlayStation over Xbox is Xbox lost their rights to baseball games for about 10 years. So NBA, MLB The Show, is that uh, on yeah. PlayStation? Okay. you play And it's also on, now it's on Xbox. Um, okay. If you have Xbox, that service that's 15 bucks a month, they put it on there too. Oh, cool. um, Sony worked out a deal with them. 
Um, I mean, it's stupid to cap your market at half the people that own the system. So, do they have let it go in that game? Do they have like um, a story mode, or is that basically just playing games? It's yeah, it's a story mode. Um, so there is a you, story. Mode. You start as a player in the minor leagues. You can talk to your coaches and stuff like that throughout the season. They'll call you into the office. You try to work your way up to the show. It's called uh, Welcome to the Show. Um, do they yeah. do they do they do story modes kind of like where you can play through historical games like maybe the Red Sox World Series and stuff like that? Is that they have? Um, yeah, they do have a mode that's like old games. So they just pick like random like like game seven where in uh, what's his name one of the greatest pitchers, Sandy Koufax threw like a no hitter against the Yankees in game seven of the World Series. You can replay that. Um, like uh, NBA does stuff like that too. Um, the, my favorite one is actually WWE ones, uh, where they put you into an old classic match. Yes. And, um, this year's is different cause I think they're all John Cena matches, but instead of playing as John Cena, you play as his opponents mm. and go through different things that happen throughout the real match. Really? Um, which is really cool. I just got the WWE game actually the other night. Um, cause WrestleMania was coming up. Honestly, it's probably gonna be cheaper just this weekend just because it's WrestleMania. Yeah. But I was like, whatever it was you know, whatever the price is. So I got it and it's phenomenal. It is oh, cool. really fun. Uh, definitely a great purchase. I can't wait to play a war games match in it. Um, mm. That's honestly the big reason why I wanted to purchase it. And it was that over the show. And I'll probably wait for the show to drop to about half price at the all-star game. Right. Oh, I want to bring up the show because I did see this week that they are going to have a story mode in there. It's kind of interesting. That's why I asked you about this. Yep. Um, the Negro, the Negro League back in the day, lots of controversy back in the day of um, black players in the M- in the MLB, um, and they're going to be doing a story mode, tackling that, um, where you get to play through those historic moments. And I believe the story mode is going to play through, um, and actually make you play through what happened historically in the game. In a story mode, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I was wondering that if you cool. heard. Of, I wonder if you had heard about that. And if I knew that done. the Negro League was in it. I didn't know about that part of it. Um, I haven't seen any reviews on the game yet because okay. I think the game just came out, and now they wait till like three days after the game comes out to usually let up on reviews. Yeah, then I was, and then when I saw that, I was wondering if they did that because I know like popular, like the, the Red Sox World Series was such a turnaround. I was wondering if they did something similar to that. Right. Right. And I know um, there's other games like that, like the 86 World Series and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm pretty that, sure you know. they put the Game 7 against the Yankees in it one year, like a long okay. time ago. Okay, um, cool. But yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I just want to bring that up. Um, and we are going to do a quick... A lot of DC stuff came out while we were gone. Shazam came out. We we're going to review that later. But I wanted to do a quick State of the Union of DC and Marvel movies. Four score and 18 months ago when we started this podcast. Who knew there'd be so much controversy in Marvel and DC movies? Mm. There goes the sounder. Um, you know, our, our podcast lines up to around the time Marvel started putting out shit. Not going to lie. So oh, yeah. It's right. It was actually <laughs> the same exact week Eternals came out. So yep. you're welcome. <laughs> but... Um, want to talk about a little bit of what happened. Uh, we'll review Shazam at the very end with a spoiler review, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper then. Um, what's to blame 
for this fall in quality. We'll start with the DC universe first because I th we have we we have a lot of opinions of who's to blame for the current state of DC, why Shazam was the way it was and what it could have been if The Rock wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes back to the first one in 2017 or yes. 18, whenever that came out. 19. Yeah, yeah. And the big missing part of this movie was the rock was shazam not the rock the character of uh black adam yes yep and um it was definitely missing when you watch the movie and we'll get get into it more in the end but um i think the and this movie did not do well in the box office it's considered no. it, it was considered a bomb um yeah. but it wasn't it's not as bad as some of the dc movies that have been out in the last decade um and yeah. And I think the reason why is because when you release the information on a brand new slate of movies that aren't going to be coming out for another couple of years, and you already announced that there's going to be a reset, what? Are, why are you? Would you be invested in Shazam? And they also more? weren't very specific on the reset because some people are going to stay and some are going to go. Right. So they it wasn't even very specific, and I don't know if that was just because there are movies coming out this year. Right. Um. Because. I feel like Blue Beetle would be used at some point in Gunn's DCU, but who knows if he has plans for the character, how much of the movie he's seen. I'm sure he's seen most of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, Shazam would have done... I think it would have been okay in its original slot, which would have been last September, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was originally September or August um, before they announced the new slate and the reset and everything. Um, but yeah. It was yeah. We'll get into the review later, but I think yeah, that would have been a big help. We will mention now that there are after credit scenes in Shazam two that set up sequel, set up some well, sort of a continuation of the character, and one of them is at the very very end sets up a sequel to Shazam. One of them is definitely a James Gunn inspired <laughs> post credit scene, and we'll get into that and and the, how that credit scene came to be and what it was supposed to be. Because there's a big controversy with that as well. And we'll get into all of that after the show. At the very, very end, when we play the spoiler sounder, we'll get into all of that. So what else is to blame for this? Post-pandemic, obviously, did take a toll on the movie theaters. Um, streaming did well for shows like Pacemaker, or Pacemaker, Peacemaker. Marvel shows did okay up until some of them got pretty bad, um, storytelling-wise. And... The economy just is down right now. So a lot of people aren't going to the movies. So box office-wise, that's how you can explain that. Story-wise, for the most part, I think that this movie was one of the best written things in comics that we've seen in a while, and that's pretty sad. What is your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, DC is... Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's hard. They, to... they basically it's tough to say because they kind of like it almost feels like this reboot's the same thing they've been doing since 2019, yeah. um, where they're just kind of some of the stuff is gonna be connected, like it's all gonna be connected, but like Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad was kind of kind of just connected, but not I don't know. It seems like 
they still have their foot halfway in and halfway out. Everything's loosely everything's loosely connected to to Snyder's verse. And yeah. it's it's very Which strange. Is weird. They're trying to distance themselves. Even the new slate that James Gunn announced, there's connection connections to what was created in the Snyderverse. Yeah. Amanda Waller has her sense. own Amanda Waller has her own show. Right. When you're trying to do a soft reboot of everything and get rid of Superman and start a new Superman, new Batman, new everything, but you still have Amanda Waller? Makes no sense. Right. Especially, I mean, this is no knock on her because the actress is fantastic. Oh, she's great. But the, she's got but, Oscar noms. But you but have to, so is to me, if I'm, gonna, if I'm going to reboot everything, I'm going to just literally reboot everything. Yeah. And be like, the first movie in our new DCU is going to be Superman 2025. And I would get rid of everything, not leave Aquaman up in the air, not leave Blue Beetle up in the air, Shazam, Flash, who knows what the hell is going on there. Uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. And it was started because for some reason, and I'll never figure it out, the way BVS was... Yeah, I'm blaming BVS. Uh, it's rightfully constructed so. Constructed with the death of Superman being in the second film in a universe, I think was a huge mistake, even though it led into a very good Justice League movie, not the Joss Whedon one, obviously. Yeah. But I think we needed more time with the character to feel for yeah. him, especially because the character seemed like he was a little dark in Man of Steel, but like in the scenes where he's helping people in BVS, he looks like he's miserable doing it. Yeah. Like he's like, oh God, got to pull this boat out of the ocean again. Oh God, this rocket exploded. I got to save these people. Like the courthouse scene where he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. It just, I don't know, something about that I think was a disconnect for the character to the audience. The build build of Superman should have happened in a Man of Steel 2 directly after Man of Steel 1. Right. We've always talked about Brainiac should have been the villain, his next villain. It should have been a villain years ago. And then... The consequences of that film could have led into Batman versus Superman. Superman would have been right. a developed character by then. You and Batman had would have six... had a solo yep. at that point. Yep. And, and I think something like that could have happened. Um, and, and things would have been a little bit smoother. But it was a bumpy start to everything um, in this shared universe that Snyder started. And um, so we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, we'll get into the Marvel stuff a little bit with this too. What are your feelings on comic book fatigue now i am totally against comic book fatigue i don't think it's comic book fatigue i think that it's quick to put too much out right now qual quantity versus the quality we're gonna get into it in the news a little bit later with marvel but you're trying to put out so much right now and it's so such a quick time almost like you see comic books do this too where they put 20 different runs of a comic book out like there's four or five different versions of spider-man amazing spider-man spectacular spider-man super spider-man whatever superior spider-man but yet you're not keeping the quality you're not keeping a, a, a streamlined story going through the whole entire thing and marvel feels like that especially right now with so much of the multiverse stuff and the multiverse stuff doesn't line up and that's the problem with marvel some of the multiverse rules in Loki are not the same rules you saw in Ant-Man or WandaVision or even um, Doctor Strange, which was the multiverse of madness, which was no multiverse, only one multiverse universe. 
Um, there's a lot of story that is not being developed. I don't think it's the fatigue because people still want to see it. I still want to see it. You want to see it still. It's just the quantity, the quality is not good because they're trying to push too much at once. Which yeah, Marvel, see. I think, Marvel has finally got the picture of that. We'll get into it in the news where Marvel is pushing everything back further and further. Expanding it. So the, this phase that they're ending on phase six or whatever where these Avengers movies are probably going to be coming out in five years rather than three, which is a good idea. Push everything, stretch it out. Instead of having six TV shows coming out in one year, do two or three. I think that's fine. Keep it to the quality rather than the quantity, and I'm fine with that. Um, and I think the ultimate test with this, because Marvel has been in a downward slope for a while, ever since Shang-Chi, you could argue. Um, Guardians 3 is going to be the ultimate test of that, where yeah. that movie hits to fans. And how many people see it, too, because... A lot of people, a lot of people want to see it because it is a sequel to the most, probably the most, besides the Avengers, most successful um, team franchise in Marvel right now. So, I mean, that's the ultimate. What were you going to say? I I got in a rant. So yeah, you asked me the question, then you decided to answer yourself. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm I don't think there's a comic book fatigue uh, necessarily. I do think it's a comic book movies that are mid. Like, if they sign on three days before the movie comes out and they see, say, Ant-Man's out of 62 or whatever it was, yeah, they may say, well, it's going to be on Disney Plus in two months, so I might as well wait. Yeah. Um, same with Shazam. Um, the first Shazam didn't make a ton of money. No. Um, and then other, other things factor into it, too, like Ant-Man doesn't need to be a $200 million movie. It's freaking Ant-Man. Yeah. You could make it for a buck twenty, or it would be fantastic. If you were and to look, instead if you were they to used look, Ant-Man as the vehicle to launch Kang. If you were to look at that, reason. if you were to look at that movie, would you think it was a two hundred million dollar movie? Just because it's all CGI. I, it's just I, expensive to, to me. Yeah, CGI doesn't cost that much. You you see some of these movies with CGI and they have great CGI throughout the whole entire thing. It doesn't cost C that much. CGI is expensive. It depends on how you use and, it, though. Yeah, but I mean, the whole thing was filmed in the volume. Uh, the volume is a, a volume to, is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just I don't know between CGI. Like I just don't why you would give an Ant Man movie a two hundred million dollar budget. Um, yeah, it doesn't make is sense. Is ludicrous to me. Um, the first Ant Man movie is one of my favorite ones, and it was a very basic heist film, uh, which was fun, and I like that movie a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, Guardians three is, is the real test. Um, yep. With the audiences, because that's already... Like, yes, Ant-Man was established, but Guardians is a more... I guess more people like Guardians, it seems. With uh, Avengers, the first one did it's an Avengers level. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a team-up movie, and people yeah. love that stuff. Um, and, like, the first one made, whatever, 700-plus, and the second one made 800-plus. Yeah. Um, so they're established. They're at, like, 1.6 billion combined. So, Yeah. And I think it's also the storytellers that they're bringing in right now. Brand new right. storytellers, different storytellers, different variety, different... Yeah. Don't want to get racist about it, but different um, cultural ethnicities, different things, are, which is not bad if you do it right. And like I said, it's the quality versus the quantity. So much coming out last year. We had, what, six TV shows in the last year and a half or whatever the hell it was. And maybe two or three of them were really good. Loki, WandaVision, 
But then you had something like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk where this where the CG got really bad. And then when you get into Ant-Man, you talk about the CG too. And we'll get into it a little bit in the news, but actually we'll get into it now. Victoria Alonso was fired. She was in charge of yes. the v- v- VFX. For a um, long time. For a long time. And she's also been in charge of recently um, just overall everything. Like uh, she, She's not the Feige, but she was under him. And and uh, she get, she did get fired. Um, they're saying that, that the... The way that they were trying to push these out, all these TV shows and movies and everything, that it was almost like a sweatshop at Disney, and everybody was at the, at the whip whoosh, trying to get trying to get things done quickly, and they may have been a little bit too aggressive about it, and they're blaming her for being the aggressive part of that. And um, yeah, I I uh, here's a here's what I heard also. Is that she is contracted by or was contracted by Disney? Correct? Yes, yes, that's what I heard. And she went and did a film for Amazon, and she was told not to do it. She and went she ahead did and it did it anyways. Yeah. And then at the Oscars, sat with them and not with Disney execs when they were there for Wakanda Forever. Um, I heard that was pretty much the boiling point, and they did throw they did end up throwing a lot more at her plate also, um, yeah. just by being like do all. The, it reminds me of honestly of. Uh, when Vince Russo was booking Raw, and then they were like, and now we have another two-hour show that he has to continue to book. You just wear yourself out, you wear yourself thin uh, with that many, that much, many projects or that much work to do. Um, you burn out. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen if there's only one person basically in charge of that. Um, I still think they should be doing um, maybe more people just doing the Disney shows. And working with Feige and everyone working on the movies to make sure everything, as opposed to having everyone do both the movies and um, the TV shows. And uh, yeah, the CGI stuff has been messed up too, because since the pandemic, everything kept getting pushed and pushed. So now all of a sudden, there's only a certain amount of people that can do that work. So now they're all trying to like fluster together and get the movies out. So. Well, people people are looking for jobs too. They can always just expand those departments. Which, but the only thing with Disney yeah. is they're trying to cut budgets back, which sucks too. Right. So yeah, it's 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 a slippery slope. But uh, the bad VFX, you can b- put the blame for that. The rush job, you can tell Ant Man was a cheap rush job in a lot of the scenes. I think, I think, like you mentioned, the volume. It's a great concept, but. A lot of people are, especially Disney, are leaning on it because they. I mean, ILM came up with the concept of it, but yeah, it's a it's being leaned on. I think uh, the best thing, w- the best two things that have used that have used the volume, is the Batman and yep. Mandalorian season two, whatever they started using yep. in Mando. It looked pretty good then. And and uh, No Way Home. No Way Home. That yes, movie was it did like look really good. Ninety percent CGI. Like I know that. That uh, scene where they're at Aunt May's gravesite was just completely CGI. Um, Tom Holland wasn't even there on the same day as him oh, or wow. something like that. Um, but yeah, that whole scene was CGI. Um, that whole movie, for the most part, CGI, and you can't even tell. Yeah. Um, then there were parts of, was it Doctor Strange, maybe? That they filmed in like a Best Buy parking lot in like at like 2 a.m., so that people wouldn't That's see them right. filming. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was Doctor Strange. It might have been Thor. Um, I think it was Thor. Yeah, I think it's so too. I think it was Natalie Portman that said it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do remember that. But yeah, it's a it's a strange time right after the pandemic. Everybody's trying to get back on their feet again. There was a 
almost two year break that there was nothing out at all. No new movies, no new nothing. Movie theaters were closed. Right, just things were in post production for the yeah. most part, and then those ended up going to streaming. And every and that's why we had such a fucking hor- horrendous amount of stuff come out in the last year and a half, two yeah. years. And now and March is slow, huge. It's gonna slow. And it's gonna slow down. Yeah, and we have so. That's much the other stuff. thing too about Shazam is they moved it to the busiest movie month in probably three years, yeah. with March having literally a new movie open that's gonna be number one at the box office every weekend. Yeah, we saw we saw I saw two movies in one day. You saw two movies yeah. in a couple days this week. So it's been a busy week. And yeah, um, the other thing that we've always mentioned on this show is the one thing that DC and Marvel 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 does pretty good with this. Especially their villains, um, they're doing better. But DC needs to work on their building of villains. New, new characters, new villains. We talked about it before. Lex Luthor, Joker, Bane have been used so many different times. Different actors, different incarnations. Open up the untouched rogue gallery. Open up Brainiac. We mention Brainiac all the time because he's such a great character. Superman that's never been on the big screen. Only on the small screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Killer Croc for Batman, Mad Hatter for Batman. Do Mister Freeze justice? Watch the animated series from the '90s with Batman and do a Mister Freeze story, not like Batman and Robin, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, not with all the puns, but do an actual Mister Freeze with the emotion. I, I I honestly think right now the best universe for that, and I'm not a big fan of those movies or that movie so far is Matt Reeves, the Batman. Yeah. Yep. And we'll talk about that too. There is a little bit of a, a little bit of news on the villain of that as well. Yes. Rumored villain and seeing how yep. that would work in the universe he created in the Batman, but I think I think they need to do Court of Owls and that seems like the perfect situation think, to do Court of Owls, but maybe not in the second movie, maybe the third um to wrap everything up about as far as the city and how it's being yeah. controlled. Yeah. Um I think Lex Luthor and Joker should be in uh, Superman, Batman movie, um, just not the main guy, um, just being there. Uh, I liked how, although it would have been way too much of the actual like premise of towards the end of the movie, uh, how he's kind of used as like a Hannibal Lecter, the cutscene in the Batman. Um, just have him around, but don't have him be like the main guy. Um, yeah. I think that worked good, and you can have Lex Luthor and just build up to him being the bad guy in maybe the second or third movie. Um, and I mean, Zod. I would love to see Zod again, but I think Michael Shannon was just so perfect and great in that role. He doesn't need to be used for a bit. Um, maybe in a Justice League movie or something, but yeah, yeah. And that's why they brought him back for the Flash because he was mm. that good. So he was insanely good. Yeah. Yep. So that's our little State of the Union. Quick State of the Union because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more stuff coming up in the next year. Looking at the Marvel slate, I'm excited about a lot of that stuff. We'll get into some of it in news. There's a lot of news on Marvel this week. So let's get into what we watched this week, starting with Mando. couple episodes while you were gone, episode four and five. Um, episode four finally showed what happened with Grogu in Order 66. He was saved by a Jedi, and he was pretty much he saved. taken off of Coruscant. He was saved by Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks without the makeup, because Ahmed yep. Best came back. Well, technically, he a, never had makeup. He had well, like a head he, thing. Well, yeah, he did have <laughs> non-CGI. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, he he did uh, come back. It was retribution for all the bullshit that he went through with Jar Jar. 
He came back as uh, as a brand new Jedi, um, and he came in and saved Grogu. Took him off of the out of the Jedi yep. Jedi Temple when it was being uh, overrun by Anakin. And all the storm. And all the I storm honestly troopers. wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back as Jar Jar as the person that took him off of. Uh... Where did they go, Coruscant, you said? Yeah, yeah in the ship. I, I would yeah. not be surprised if that actually ends up being Jar Jar Binks' ship. Yeah, they've been cool. Cause, yeah, because Jar Jar, there's not a lot of story about him. I think in the book there's a little bit of a scene with him, but other than that, there's not much story of Jar Jar right now. So interesting, very interesting. Uh, good episode so far. Uh, in episode 5 uh, came out this week. Um, I know you've watched Rebels, and there was a character that, that showed up in this that was in Rebels. I know a lot of fans are going crazy yes. over that. Um, never seen it, so I don't know the significance of this. I, I know it's just big purple guy. Um, Tim yeah, Meadows, he's he's good. He's good in Rebels. Okay, um, Tim Meadows from SNL has a little small cameo playing a leader of the uh, of the of the Rebel Alliance or the New Republic <laughs> I was like, or whatever. Is that the ladies' man? Yes, it is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was there. But yeah, overall good episode. Uh, the Mandalorian story has been pretty good so far. Bo-Katan, I like what they're doing with her. Yep. I think the armor, there's some shady shit going on there. Not sure exactly what. They're saying that she could be a villain secretly hiding that's from the uh, Rebels cartoon. So, we'll see. There's a lot of rumors about that as well. Um, episode 5. <clears throat> episode 5, so we've got a couple, three more episodes left, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, the show the show is has has been on a... What do you, what do you, what do you think? It's been on a slow, uh, slow kind of roll so far. As far as yeah. compared to other seasons? Well, in general, I don't think The Mandalorian has ever been, like... Like, it's must-watch yeah. as, like, Star Wars fans, but it's not, like... They're just moments within each season yeah. that are incredible, and everything else around that's just kind of there. Um, obviously, Except Luke coming the, back, shit like that, the feeling of Grogu. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, there's just handfuls of really good moments, and together they make the whole season better. Like... It's probably like a three show, but all those moments together bring it up to a four, four and a half season, yeah. uh, typically. So I expect a lot from the end of this season. Um, I don't know if we'll see Luke. I don't know if we'll see Jar Jar. Ahsoka. But, uh, Ahsoka. I'm enjoying it um, so far, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just good to have Star Wars weekly. I mean, and we're going to get a little bit more this year, too, with Ahsoka, or maybe the end of the year, beginning of next year, whenever they decide to release yes. that. So. Um, Second thing I watched this week, or last week, a little mix of the two, History of the World Part 2. Uh, I watched History of the World Part 1 a couple weeks ago to get a little bit caught up in the knowledge of this again. Um, yeah, lots Part 2 of was funny. Lots of cameos. Uh, um, I I the think... guy from the League. <laughs> the guy from the League was awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, God, he, he what's was... his name? Um, yeah, I know I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he, him, uh, Ike Barinholtz, and Wanda Sykes were all pretty much running the show for this whole entire yep. season or Els was in a few Els from uh the little dicky show was in a few sketches i think yep. um, um i watched i watched parts of it i didn't watch the whole thing i didn't either i didn't finish it either um but so far it was good like you mentioned the curb that there was a curb thing um mm. curb your judaism all about yep. jesus and uh they brought jb smooth in to yep. play his leon like character so it's kind of cool um, they did a whole jackass thing with Johnny Knoxville playing Rasputin. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that so was overall, pretty good. Overall, a lot of good, lot of good s- segments. I think it could have been condensed a little bit in maybe six episodes instead of ten or eight, however many they have ended you, up doing. Have you ever watched I Think You Should Leave? I don't think so. 
It's on Netflix. It's hilarious. It's a sketch comedy show. I think there's like eight episodes per season, and each one's like 16 minutes because they're just one sketch per episode. Uh, it's really funny. Okay. Just wanted cool. to put that on your radar. Okay. It's on the radar. And uh, we've been watching uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Can so I just far, tell you something? Can I just tell you something before we start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This season is pissing me off beyond belief. Why is that? We are three episodes in, and spoiler alert: Nate's not dead yet. <laughs> what gives? I think by the end of the season, Nate's going to have some sort of a retribution. Death? No, I yeah, think he's, gonna, I think he's definitely going to be retrieved. Like that's what I, I accidentally spoiled that for uh, we, my brother-in-law and sister started watching it when I was down there, okay. and I accidentally said that Nate was the villain going into season three. But I'm like, it's a show about redemption for the most part, so it is. I'm sure he'll thing. be redeemed. Um, but yeah, the last two episodes were fucking amazing. I watched them both today. They were, they were very good. Episode two and three. Um, episode two, Roy kind of opened up a lot to Ted and everybody. I thought it was a really good episode with Roy. Um, episode three in episode, the end of episode two, you, you meet a new character named Zava. He's a soccer player from another team who comes into Richmond. Um, Rebecca goes in and grabs him. And gets him to come into Richmond to play. He's a huge star. She basically just insults him and then he insults decides to sign with them. Yep. <laughs> and so far, I like what I see. This guy is a prick, but he's just, he's got so much swagger, I think. He, he is, but he really it. isn't. Like, he, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like they, he had the reputation of being a prick. And then, like, he kind of is because he's a very selfish player. He's very but, zen. Very yes. zen. Very, yes. Very relaxed. Um,. So yeah, there's gonna be a, there's a lot of story to tell here with Zava. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see where the Nate story goes. I haven't been touched I in the last two episodes. Prediction is I think he gets hurt before the championship match, and it comes down to Jamie Tart. Yep. Yeah. Because the Jamie. way this the last two episodes have been going, uh, with Zava coming on the team and them only being good because of Zava, where they could barely win their first match, I think it might come down to to Jamie having to be the lead guy going to the championship. But that's just after watching this episode, that's just kind of how it, like typical sports movie stuff. Um, the guy you, you bring in goes down and yeah, then yeah. the old person or whoever that's supposed to be great ends up saving the day. Do you ever go back and watch any of these episodes? Do you ever go back and watch any of the seasons? I watched five episodes of the first season the other night with awesome. my sister and brother-in-law. And uh, I, it's way better than I remembered it being. You know, you um, know why, you so know why many that jokes is? I missed. Yeah. You know why that is? Because you notice how... <laughs> well, not only that, but you notice how intricate the jokes are planned from the very beginning, and then Especially you notice it, where they land. Yes, and you yeah. know where they land and how, how intricate it was to get to that point. Yeah, like, holy shit! So, there's a, there's a lot. There's very smart writers for this. Very very well done. Uh, obviously, they they won the Emmys for good reason, um, and and the show is really good. Recommend that highly. Since you've been gone. Not the song, but since you were gone in Florida, I've watched a lot of stuff this week. Okay. Decided, decided, to, decided to get into a couple movies I've never seen. These are these are lost movies. I never saw Point Break, the original. Keanu Reeves and uh, you're a real Patrick son Swayze. of a bitch. <laughs> never saw I it. I, I probably wouldn't have seen it if I didn't have sisters that were older than me because they had the yeah. VHS tape when I was like seven. 
Never saw it, so I decided to watch it because I got into John Wick. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I watched Point Break for what it is. I think it was really good. It's a really good 90s movie. Like 90s, early 90s, action, like 90 good. Um, crime cop. movie. It's good. Yeah, yeah, cop. Keanu Reeves playing a cop. Not sure if that's believable, <laughs> especially when he's a surfer cop. But yeah, that it's... Movie, it, that- that movie really came out in 1991. 1991, yeah. And wow. uh, because I got into that, I also got into another 1990 movie starring Patrick Swayze. Got in down down the rabbit hole. A movie I never saw up until this week. I watched Ghost. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. Never saw it. And I'm, in, I'm into movies like this. Number one, romantic comedy. Number two, supernatural and ghosts. So yeah, I watched Ghost. I thought this movie was incredible. It's, Ghost is great. It's a great movie. Um, a lot of surprising stuff happens. I, I, I think Whoopi Goldberg is great in this. Um, if, if you if you like Sister Act, you kind of know what you're going to get. I, I like Sister Act. Those comedy movies, are, they're fine. But, um, yeah, it's great. Great movie. Great story. Um, very, very sad at the end. I didn't tear up or cry, but I did well up a little bit. It's one of those yeah. movies where you get sad that, that he's going to die. Um, but the only thing I could think about when I was watching this movie, because the only other movie I watched like this, where it doesn't have such a sad ending, was Ghost Dad back in the day with Bill Cosby. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's the only type of movie like this where somebody dies and, and he's a ghost and he's kind of trying to trying to uh, <laughs> reach into the person that they yeah. loved or the family that they loved. But it's crazy. I'm not going to rate them, but these are good movies. I'm glad I watched them. This is why I do the Lost Movie Reviews, because I catch movies that I've never seen when, growing up. Like you mentioned, your sisters, you grew up with them. A lot of them got you yeah. in movies like that. So um, so what did you watch during your time gone? When you came back, what have you been watching? When I was in Florida, nothing really. Um, yeah, you are busy. Just the drinking. NCAA tournament, and that was about it. Um, but when I got home, I saw that Yellow Jackets was back. Oh, yeah. Uh, for season two, and I loved the first season. So I signed up for Showtime. And uh, that show's been really good so far. I've only watched the first episode. Second episode's out. I'll probably watch it tonight or tomorrow. Um, but also in re-signing up for Showtime, I've realized there's now two TV shows I can never start again. What? Because then I'll be watching them straight through in a binge watch. What's that? You could probably guess what the second one is, Showtime. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe Dexter. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dexter and Breaking Bad would be the other one. If I start any of them at any point in the seasons, I'll end up watching all the way through. In the last day and a half, I've watched a season plus of Dexter. Um, wow. Yeah, I love that. Like, I just have it on the background when I'm doing stuff. Um, I absolutely love that show. Um, the first four seasons, anyways. So I'll probably watch those and then go on to this, the New Blood uh, season that came out last year or two years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got it for Yellow Jackets. It's moving along great. The performances are fantastic on that show. Um, highly recommend it. It's basically Lord of the Flies with women. Um, and there's a few men in the show, but not many. They flash back and forth between the plane crash from 1998 and current day. So some people didn't make it off of where they crashed and whatnot. Um, just trying to put the pieces together on that show, though. I really should have rewatched the first season because I was kind of lost for the first half of the uh, first episode of season two. But uh, definitely a very good show. Do you remember back in the day when we had the Breaking Bad buzz, buzz and everybody was talking about Breaking Bad and how yeah. great the best show ever made? Succession is getting that buzz right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting two. for season four is like almost done. So, 
or it just came on, but it's the last season. Yeah. So I'm going to rip through that probably once it's done. I yeah, started every, it a while ago and I just, I couldn't get into the first episode, but I also heard it's one of those shows where you got to like stick with it a little bit. Okay. So. Yeah. Cause everybody's saying it's number two to Breaking Bad and I'm yeah. having a hard time watching that. That and I want to watch Severance since season yep. one of that's over because I like Adam Scott. Yep. Um, so you watched today. I watched a preview that came out uh, last weekend, a couple weekends ago, of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yes. Came out today in the theaters. Um, I'm a D&D player. We talk about it on the show. We've had Adam and Justin on talking about D&D. Um, Kevin played D&D about a month ago for the very yes. first time. And I'm glad I did before seeing the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of in the movie. We're, we're gonna get into a review. Not a lot of spoilers. It's the D and D story. No, there really isn't. Yeah, we're gonna get into a review right now. Um, best scene, best thing in the whole entire movie was the graveyard scene. Waking graveyard up was each, good. Yeah, waking up each and every person with five questions in the graveyard, and once they accidentally ask different questions, and the and the people in the graveyard just go back to death go back into their coffins. They have to wake up another dead person until the whole entire graveyard is woken up. Yep. thought that was incredible. That was good. But, and the uh, the dragon uh, underneath the ground was also very cool. Yep. I and enjoyed that set piece. If you were to go to the movies with us, you were in Florida when we went, but if you were to with us, you you would have heard Justin and Adam talking about the D&D oh, lore I'm sure. of this movie. I hope you got some pointers from them because you're still relatively new compared to them. I am, yeah. And they talked about a lot of it. Like that dragon that you're talking about is based off a lot of the, a lot of this is based off of real characters. There's characters yep. mentioned in the movie that are based off of real characters in the in the D and D storyline, D and D lore. Um, yeah, overall it's great. There were a lot of secret celebrity cameos. Um, I caught um, from Rage Against the Machine. Tom Morello was in the crowd in one of the scenes. Um, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of can't celebrity cameos. I'm sure people watch this more and more, especially when it comes out on digital. They're yep. gonna, they're gonna see a lot more too. Um, yeah. Overall, great movie, great sci-fi fantasy movie. If you want to go to the theater and enjoy something, or watch it when it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, it's digital, highly enjoyable. High, highly enjoyable. Even Brand for someone new. like me who's only played once and kind of gets it, like when he's explaining his uh, his backstory to the jailkeepers. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Because um, it was like a backstory you would come up for your character. Um, one thing that um, I heard they might have done, I just, it, I don't know if it would have been pissed off people or not, um, but like kind of zoom out at the end and have, have it just be like the core members of the group playing their own D&D game. That's game exactly game. that's exactly what we said when we left too. I'm, I'm surprised oh, okay. that you came up I, with the same I didn't thing. Know, I didn't know if that would have been a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been funny, but they're clearly setting up more stories in this world, I think. Um, yeah. And they'll go on another adventure at some point, I yeah. hope, because I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, you know who directed this movie is the kid from um, Freaks and Geeks, who, who also wrote yeah. Endgame and Infinity yeah. War. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, isn't I can't remember Spider-Verse writer also? Yes, yep. Uh, yeah, Mitch from uh, Waiting. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah, he wrote. He directed this. He wrote the. He wrote a lot of Avengers movies. So, um, yeah, great John movie. Daly. John Daly. Something. Yep. yep, that's it. Yep. Um, but yeah, great movie. Um, looking forward to see if, what else they do with this. Is there's a lot of stories that they could adapt. There's a lot of new stories they could adapt and tell. And such yep. an open, such an open world. Um, takes from that Tolkien lore of an open world environment. Yep. And, and kind of expands. On I uh, I got a uh, a map. And a poster. That's really so cool. So you can uh, have those and 
either keep them or give them to Adam or Justin, whatever you choose. Maybe I'll um, maybe I'll just keep one and give one away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be the thing. Is probably they're both like the posters small, so it'd be perfect for like his little room. And the okay. map, I don't know, the map is like wrapped up right now, but it looks like it's like made of like cloth and really kind of really cool. cool. It's That's the whole cool. map of uh, where they are in the movie. That's cool. Um, so it's basically the board they play on. Uh, See, so yeah, I'll give I'll get those to you, and you can give them to Adam, or you can nice. keep them yourself, or yeah. tell Adam to keep them until you get a bigger place to display them, or whatever. Cool. Huh. So while you were gone, more stuff that I watched. Yes, I caught up, and you caught up. I think I will maybe, be catching maybe up. You, you haven't caught up yet. I got them in the mail yesterday, so I'll be cool. catching up this weekend. John Wick, three. John Wick one and three, one through three, one two three. I've seen one and two before. I couldn't remember. It's been so long. So I watched those again just to get kind of caught up on the character. Yeah. Watched three for the very first time. Since you haven't watched it before, I think you haven't seen it, right? The third one. No, I wasn't a huge fan of two. I think that's why I never even bothered to put on three, okay. even though I had it on HBO. A lot, a lot of people feel the same way. Um, but I will say it's crazy. Um, don't want to get into it too much. We're going to review chapter four next week or the week after whenever we get into it, but hopefully um, next week, hopefully next week. Cause we do have a lot of stuff going on this month, but um, yeah, looking forward to chapter four. Everybody's saying it's the best of the franchise. Really good. Um, I was kind of been spoiled by the, by the end just because of a lot of articles coming out of where this story can be going from here and all that. So uh, don't want to get into too much about that. We'll talk about it next week. Hopefully. But we did see two movies this week, two brand new movies and fairly new movies. One of them you've already mentioned before on the show, Scream 6. I did see yep. it uh, before we saw Shazam! Fury of the Gods this week. I went and saw it earlier in the day. Um, uh, real quick, we have to give pineapple scores to D&D. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's give it a pineapple score. Um, as a D&D 10-year vet... Not a lifelong veteran like uh, Justin and Adam. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half because um, I think I, I, I not that I was confused. Maybe I would have gotten a lot more if I was um, if I knew a lot more about it. But uh, yeah, I think a three and a half is probably decent enough. Okay. Um, as a one month player of D and D for one time only, I am going to give it a four. I okay. had a lot of fun with the movie. Um, I can understand that if you're a D&D player, you'll probably appreciate a lot of things more than I did. But I just had fun. Chris Pine is is fun. Uh, I, I, same thing happened in Ant-Man where every time Scott Lang wasn't on, I wanted to see Scott Lang's yep. story more. But it's same thing with Chris Pine. He, he was just awesome. Uh, Letty from Fast and Furious was great in it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The girl from It was good. Um yep. And so was Justice Smith. So I've now seen two Justice Smith movies in the span of a month. Um, the other one being Sharper after having only seen him in a Juice World music video beforehand. So uh, I like him a lot, actually. Um, if we're being honest, he's good. Um, so yeah, I'm giving it a four. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good, and uh, I, I do like I do like Chris Pine's Bard character. Bards are great characters. They have some sort of a musical instrument where they give um, yes give some sort of a um, help to the other characters in the group by making Which them happy by playing I looked up after song. I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, yeah, that's a review of that. And we're going to get into okay. a uh, quick reaction yeah, to Scream. We're not going to review it because there's a spoiler. Of course, you want to know. You don't want to know who the killer is unless you watch the movie. So we're going to review that at the end. 
quick reactions. I, you had mentioned it before. I feel the same exact way. Movie is great up until a certain point. Yep. And that certain point is the reveal of the killer. Don't want to give away. Don't want to give away how many killers or if there are multiple killers. We'll talk about it at the, at the end. But that's the, I feel the same exact way I mentioned to you after I got out of the movie. Um, yep. And the other movie we mentioned it, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. We saw it right. I saw it right after you. You met me in the theater. We watched it together. Um, DC movie. We've talked about it a little bit when we got into our DC rant today. Um, it's decent. It's not the yeah. best uh, DC movie. It's not. It's not, it's not the best. The worst. Of what could happen? It's not. The, <laughs> definitely not the worst in the last six months. It's just. It's very generic. I guess you could say. Yeah. Which um, isn't ending, great when we're it, this far into comic book movies. It's slow in the beginning, ending pulled pull it apart, uh, yeah. pulled it away. Yep. Um, we'll get into spoilers at the end as well because there's just, there there are some after credit scenes we want to talk about. Um, so quick reactions, good, decent movie. Yeah, um, and we'll give a review. We'll give a review at the end with pineapple score. So now that that's over, let's get into news. It's not a news segment without the trailer roundup. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this movie looks horrible, but I'm going to bring it up for the people that made uh, Super Troopers coming out of 420 on Hulu. Quasi. Broken Lizard. Is that about Quasimodo? It's about Quasimodo. You can't see the guy in the poster with the, with oh, the yeah. humpback. Hump now I see it. Yeah. Yeah, this movie looks tre- tremendously horrible. So, But I love Super Troopers and everything else they've done. I like Super Troopers and I like uh, Beer Fest. I do like those. I like the Island movie they did. Yeah, I can't remember, seen the, name. Years. Uh, that I can't remember right. the name of that. And, and Super Troopers 2 they did also, right? Yeah, I didn't like that as much. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as the first one. Nope. Have you seen the trailer to Joyride? I have not. It's basically an Asian bridesmaids, if I were to get into it. Without the wedding, of course. But that it's, that, it's that type of comedy. You know what? The trailer looks funny. I should have tagged you in it. Trailer does look really funny. Um, it's about a girl who goes over to China or Japan or somewhere in the Asian countries, and um, hilarity ensues and the, with a bunch of friends who are in the Asian descent. I'm not even sure what they are, so I don't want to get into what 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 nationality they are. But looks really funny, and uh, I can't wait to see this movie. Um, I think it's done by the people who did uh, Bridesmaids, but I don't think it was Paul Feig. I don't know who exactly did it, but looks funny. Um, big news while you were gone. Um, Lance Reddick from The Wire, um, from John Wick, um, he passed away. Um, yeah. not sure. I don't think they've even announced how he passed away yet up until this point. This is like a week and a half old news, but, um, yeah, he did pass away. Um, he was only 60, just turned 60 or pretty 61 this year. Um, Great actor, great in the wire. He played the uh, was he commander or uh, yeah, what was he? something like that. Um, he's a leader of the police station who was in charge of the drug drug stuff that was going on in Baltimore in the wire. Um, fuck, he's he's great in that. Um, he's great in the John Wick movie. He plays the leader, of the con the uh, the yeah, concierge continental. of the continental continental. Um, but yeah, great, great guy, great actor. Um, and he'll uh, he'll be missed as as an actor going forward, especially in the John Wick, because he's supposed to be a part of the ballerina spinoff. He's supposed to be a part of the Continental yep. spinoff. So yeah, it, there's a lot of missed opportunities with him gone. So, um, Shazam: Fury of the Gods a couple weekends ago became number one in North America. Um, 
it uh, disappointed uh, expectations, falling a little bit short with $30 million debut. Um, a lot of people calling it a stumble, a lot of people calling it a failure, but, I mean, we mentioned it before in our in our rant about DC, where how, how are you going to have stakes in a movie like that when you already have plans for the next story being told and you're not having any knowledge of that being a part of it? So why would you yeah. care? So. Um, almost had Batman and Superman cameos. We're going to uh, we're going to get into this a little bit at the end too, as far as the spoilers at the at the post credit scenes and everything else that's involved. But yeah, Shazam almost had cameos from Superman and Batman. Um, they were cut. The only one that was in there was Wonder Woman, which was spoiled by the trailer, which I wish wasn't. Once we wa- once we saw the movie, I think that would have been a great surprise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that at the end as well. Um, and Zachary Levi, star Shazam, um, broke his silence about the issues that happened with The Rock um, and behind the scenes. We're going to get into that a little bit at the end, too, because that all has to do with the after credit scene and how it was changed. Um, and yeah, I don't want to talk about that yet. Um, he, also, <laughs> he also said he wants to play a, a Star Wars character from the video games. Do you remember his name uh, from uh, the one Shaz that was on Empire? the? Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, do you remember the name of the character? He was a lead no. character that he. Well, he wants to play that character in a Star Wars story. I think that would be cool. Because um, I remember that video. I remember that video game. It was one of the first things I played on that the sixty four. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Um, and it was a story right after Return of the Jedi. It was before the prequels think, came out. Was it based on a book? I think yes. it was based on a book. There was a whole entire thing. It was a book. There's comic books, there was action figures, and this video game was it was a cross cross platform thing that came out during the nineties was kind of what was going on with the N sixty four. But yeah, uh Zachary Levi wants to play that character. I think that would be kinda cool. Um Yeah, I don't want to talk about that because that's also has to do with the post credit scene. I put a lot of this in there before we saw the movie and after we saw the after we saw the post credit scenes, a lot of questions came up. So we'll get into that later. So let's talk about the box office this past weekend. John Wick 4 did a record-breaking $73.5 million opening weekend. Um, and spinoffs for The Ballerina are going to come out in summer 2024. And The Continental are going to come out uh, this fall. I believe The Continental one is filmed, and that's a prequel to um, so John Wick. I wonder if Lance Riddick will be in that. No, it's a prequel, so it's set years ago. It's actually showing oh, okay. how he got how Shane, the Shane character, or uh, uh, Shane I can't remember. Mc- whatever his name is, yeah. Yeah, his character got the Continental in the first place. So oh, it's okay. a prequel, yep. Um, and Anna and, and Dalmers is going to be in the ballerina, which comes out in spring or summer of 2024 next year. So um, I, I'm not sure if John Wick, uh, Keanu is going to be involved in that or not. Um, um, the Suicide Squad, the original one, originally had ties to Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, and they cut it all out. Um, that guy who directed that talks a lot about how his movie was ruined by the studio executives yep. and how it, his cut is so much better. And a lot of people want to see it. They all panicked after what happened with BVS. Yeah. yeah they, 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 cho- they chopped it up. Um, and I, and I actually didn't mind it. The only thing I didn't like about that movie was the villain, the woman, uh, whatever her name is. Yeah. Cara that's why like, obviously I'd watch David Ayer's cut, but it's not going to fix my biggest issue with the film is that she was the villain. Maybe he recuts it in a way now that he knows that, People weren't happy with that, and yeah. I don't know. Somehow has leftover Joker footage he could string together to make him the villain. Um, yeah. But Ayers said that before that he wishes he made Joker the villain. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
they put they they they're doing a lot of outside filming for the Joker too. Finally revealed, uh, Lady Gaga's character is Harley Quinn. Um, they had some newspaper clippings in the in during filming that showed her in Arkham State State Hospital, named her Harley, Harley and Francis Quinzel. Um, in in the article, it also says Joker has a new love as the headline of the newspaper. Um, and they showed her with the the iconic diamonds on her eyes uh, in some of the shots that were filmed outside. So we know what we're getting with this movie, uh, kind of. We know it's it's a Joker Harley Quinn movie. Um, we know it's a musical. Looking forward to it. I didn't even really, really like the first Joker that much, but having Lady Gaga in there, who I'm intrigued by, especially after seeing A Star Is Born a few times and listening to the soundtrack a few times as well, it's just amazing how she's involved in, and hope she's involved in the music as well. Um, another rumor came out. DC rumor kind of mentioned it briefly earlier but batman 2 is rumored to have a villain and this villain yes. is clay clayface yep if you know the animated series you know clayface is the most animated character that you could do bringing it into a live action is going to be hard enough bringing it into matt reeves live action is going to be the toughest thing that's ever been put on nah, dc film that'll be art. easy how are you going to do a sci-fi villain, a sci-fi fantasy villain into a Batman universe that is real life, gritty, and raw? Because the character is from the 1940s, and back then he was basically a ripoff of Phantom of the Opera. He wasn't this giant clay monster. Okay. And they do so it would, go, it would go more that way. I don't yeah, think, I don't think they, they would do the CGI stuff. Yeah, because the CGI is what I would be afraid of. You can't of. do that in that universe. Yeah, like, you can't. Clayface, if they were going to do Clayface, it would probably be... I do think that if they do it in this, it'll be like the older Clayface, uh, not what you got in the animated series. Um, you know what would have been great? But we'll see. I think there'll be multiple villains, so he might just be one. Yeah, you know what would have been great? If they did if they did that, that'd be fine, but they should bring in that puppet guy in the, in the Vitriloquist. I can't remember his name. Yeah, um... That would have been great in this. He's not called the fin- ventriloquist. I thought he was. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, but the puppet has a name. I can't remember what it yeah. is. But the puppet's like a 1920s um, yeah. mobster. He has yep. a little machine gun, a little Tommy gun. I thought that was cool. But that was in the animated series. I think that would be cool in something like this. But yeah, Clayface. We'll have to wait and see about that. Uh, let's 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 get into some theories, and then we'll get into the big MCU news this week. Last week. Um, there's an MCU theory going around the internet right now that Tar- Harley Kiner, I think it's Har- no, Harley Kiner. I, I can't remember Boy his Meets name. World. What the hell? What the hell is this? What, Keener, Keener, maybe it's something like that. Very similar name, I know that. But he was in Iron Man three. He played Tony Stark's little kid apprentice who helped him out, helped him escape that small town in Iron Man right. three. And he showed up in the end of Endgame as at. at Tony Stark's funeral spoiler. If you haven't seen it by now, how dare you listen to this podcast? But the theory going around right now that maybe he is going to play the Kang variant of Iron Lad, who is who is Nathaniel Richards from the future, who goes back and play and and is a it it becomes a part of the Young Avengers. Um, I think this this theory could work if done right because. I think with all the Stark tech that this kid is now enveloped himself with, getting to know Tony Stark, working with Stark Industries, I'm sure, behind the scenes for the last decade, um, he could easily be put into place as part of a new Iron Man project. Could be Nathaniel Richards. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this would work. There's going to be a lot of Kang variants, which gets me into the next part of the news. Jonathan Majors arrested in NYC last weekend. That's uh, New York City, for those that don't know. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but uh, he um, he's being accused of putting his hands on a woman. He denies any wrongdoings. Um, the woman saying that he, he was that he choked her and this and that a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, we'll get into the details, but his lawyer, um, the, his lawyer is denying it completely. There was all, there was also news that the woman recanted her statement that was that was deemed false. Um, he was officially charged last Sunday with assault and harassment following the incident. Um, Marvel hasn't come up with any public. Knowledge, acknowledgement of it yet hasn't mentioned it hasn't hasn't said he's being under review or nothing like that. So I guess they're just waiting to see where this do, trial uh, or where this information comes from. Do I have to make the obvious joke, uh, Kevin? Are we going to get canceled? That's the no. question you always have to ask yourself. <laughs> okay, no, I just thought about it. no. We will not. Okay, then don't make the joke, Kevin. If it you have a, to question it, no, Kevin. It was just a. Kevin, I'm gonna say it. No, You're not gonna stop me. You're Kevin. not gonna stop me. You're not Kevin. gonna stop me. All right. Trust say me. Say it. Say it. No, it was I just a it. Jonathan Majors variant. It's fine. Okay. Kevin Feige cut the check, and now that lady will go away, or he will cut the check. He'll cut the check. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know where that's gonna go, and of course we're gonna talk about it months from now. So right now, in the level of uh, of uh, bell to bell, shit, shit to shit. Jonathan Majors versus Ezra Miller, who's the worst of the bunch so far. Yep. The only thing is nobody knows who Ezra Miller is, and Jonathan Majors was in two number one movies within the span of a month. Yep. Yep. That's, and, that's uh, the big difference. <laughs> yep. 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 That's, yeah. I, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. Um, Ike per- Perlmutter, Isaac Perlmutter. Talk of, we, we haven't really talked about it much on here, but he was in charge of the DC Entertainment part of the television that did... I, he did the Netflix stuff, right? He did. He also did the Agents of the I think that's the stuff. guy who did the Netflix stuff, yeah. Well, during the Marvel Disney layoffs, he was the very first executive that was canned right off the bat. And a couple of his underneath, underneath guys, a couple of the execs underneath him were also canned. And DC Marvel Entertainment, part of not part of Marvel Studios, Marvel Entertainment was absorbed into other parts of uh, DC and Marvel um, to keep it. I think this may have to do with whatever was left over from from Marvel Entertainment, kind of like any Hulu deals. I know the uh, Modoc sh- cartoon show is probably part of this deal. Everything was that was separate. The Netflix shows was also part of this deal until it was absorbed by Kevin Feige, and this guy also had to answer to Kevin Feige. And I know they had a lot of budding heads as well. Um, yeah, he was, was the guy that, that almost was the whole... allegedly repe- he almost allegedly replaced Kevin yeah. Feige, I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and a lot of people behind the scenes don't like him. Um, that's that's the rumor, um, and and they're saying it's a godsend that he's finally gone. Um, so yeah, I, I Kevin Fe- nothing really nothing really matters as far as Marvel Studios. That's not going to change. It's it's just this guy um, who's been a kind of pushed down the far, further down the rabbit hole since Kevin Feige took over the shows anyway. Once the Netflix stuff went kaput, he kind of went kaput too and went further 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 down the down the yeah. ladder. So um, it was just a matter of time, and this is the time to do it because he's probably getting paid a lot of money and they need to cut budgets. So. 
Um, also, rumor that uh, Mysterio, Mysterio, Mephisto special is reportedly filming right now while they're filming covering the chaos because the rumor is that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is playing Mephisto. He's filming it at the same exact time. A Halloween special is going to come out this year. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, Succession star Matthew McFadden. We haven't seen Succession, but I supposedly he's a huge part of that show, and a lot of people like him. He's joined the cast of Deadpool 3. A lot of casting news this week. Um, that was the first part of it. Um, it's reportedly, Deadpool 3 is reportedly going to be focused on Deadpool versus the TVA. Owen Wilson and Tara Strong are strongly being rumored to reprise their roles from uh, Loki Season 1. Um, and I have a feeling that by the time we see Loki Season 2, if we don't get a Deadpool after credit scene, I'll be very, very shocked and surprised. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Secret Invasion has a release date coming out on June 21st. Um, it was revealed on uh, Disney+. Plus. Hasn't been officially announced, but this was a uh, kind of a leak that happened. I don't know if it's there right now or not, but I know it came up on the Disney Plus app. Um, but Secret Invasion, the show that's been f that was filmed uh, during the pandemic, um, the return of um, of Nick Fury, the return of the Skrulls, Skrull invading the Earth as, as a secret um, Splinter Cell group that's taking over the government, higher higher officials. Um, Lots of new information on that too. A Variety article came out, or Vanity Fair article came out today about Amelia Clark's, Clark's character in the movie. Um, she's playing the villain. She's playing the daughter of um, Ben Mendelsohn, who was in the first uh, Captain Marvel movie. Um, Talos. He played the he played the Skrull who uh, became friends with Nick Fury. Um, she was the little daughter in that movie in the '90s. Now she's a grown up, and she is not friends. She is not part of her father's coven anymore or whatever you want to call them group and she's kind of been part of this uh revolt this secret secret cell this this group that's taking over the government she's part of that she's a leader of that um and she's gonna be and she's gonna be all grown up and, she, and amelia clark uh the khaleesi is playing her so um looking forward to that comes out in a couple of months um and the other big shocking news Liv Tyler, returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe after 16 years after The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton coming back as Betty Ross, the daughter of uh, Thunderbolt Ross, who, who has been recast this movie as Her by Harrison Ford, um, and Captain America New World Order um, in 2024 comes out. Um, and the reason why they released this is because they were doing some funeral scenes and they showed her and they knew the paparazzi were going to pick it up and sure enough they did and she's been shown in a couple of shots with uh, her and the leader and Harrison Ford's new Thunderbolt Ross um, was shown as well. So a lot of a lot of new uh, new uh, spy shots have been shown online. Um, so Captain Four is essentially Incredible Hulk two without Mark Ruffalo at this point. So I'm hoping Mark Ruffalo is is a part of this. Maybe they're keeping it a secret. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Red Hulk is a is a pretty strong character. I'm hoping that maybe uh, Mark Ruffalo will show up, or it'd be great if Edward Norton showed up as a multiverse fuck. But we'll, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, Wonder Man. More more information about this show came out. More more casting news. Um, they're bringing in um, Ed Harris to play a character in this. Um, I didn't write the I didn't write any information about who he's playing. I did read it, but I forgot to write it down. But 
Um, yep, yeah, bringing in Ed Harris, who was just in Westworld not too long ago. Um, he's got he was in. He's been in so much shit in the last few years. He's been in a million Paul, things. Apollo 13. 13. Yeah. That's the one that always comes to mind with yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and they also cast the character to play someone to play the character of the Grim Reaper. Uh, very popular Marvel Comics character. is going to be in uh, Wonder Man as well. Um, Demetrius Gross, I don't know what he's been in. I think I think he has been in um, some things that you've seen, but I, I can't remember. I didn't write the list down. But he's but he, they're going to bring in the Grim, Grim Reaper. I believe he's going to be a, a villain of this, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, and I don't know what beef is, but some, uh, some guy, Lee Sung Jin, creator and showrunner of that show on Netflix, is joining the Thunderbolts writing staff. He's going to be the lead writer of that, or a writer of that. Um... So yeah, uh, da, da, da. there's going to be a short, a brand new uh, short film coming out in June, right around the time of the Spider-Verse movie comes out. Um, it's it's going to be Across the Spider-Verse, quick short spinoff. It's going to be about mental health. It's going to be about, um, I believe, um, Miles Morales has a panic attack. That's what it's all about. It's going to be a short film coming out at a film festival. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that a little bit. I have history of that, so we may we may get into that later on down the road. Um, Lucasfilm reportedly canceled an Indiana Jones <laughs> spinoff series for Disney+. They've been canceling a lot of stuff. I'm not surprised. Um, they're probably waiting to see how this movie turns out. Um, do they have uh, the young Indiana Jones show on Disney+. Plus? I'm not sure if they do, now that you, now you mentioned that. I wonder if they just do. just saw that news, and I wonder if they are just saying, screw it. Maybe we'll get more people to watch that shit after Indy 5 comes out. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, Peggy Blinders creator Stephen Knight set to write the screenplay for an entitled Star Wars movie. Um, that's going to be coming out. Um, I, I, I think we're going to get more news on Star Wars. We're going to wait to talk about st- stuff like this until the end of next month when Star Wars Celebration happens. I think we're going to get a flux of Star Wars movie news then. We, we could even be announcing that he is no longer writing that script. Right, right. Star Wars Celebration yeah, the way the that stu- Star Wars is. Yeah, the, stuff, <laughs> the stuff changes quite a bit. So we'll get into that later. Um, Eli Roth has started production on the Thanksgiving movie that should have happened probably 15 years 10 ago. 10 years ago. Yeah, 10, yeah. 15 years ago. But he has started I can't production. Wait. Yep. I love um, Eli Roth. When he tagged, I, I, the greatest thing that he did was when he tagged it on Facebook. He tagged himself being in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I thought that was fun. Yes, cool. that was awesome. He, Great uh, touch. I love him. His uh, his father's a teacher at Harvard, I believe, okay, or was yeah. a teacher at Harvard. And his father used to teach like classes on like medieval torture, and that's where he got the ideas to make the uh, hostile films. <laughs> um. Uh, Neighbors star Rose Burns and Seth Rogen are teaming up for a new show coming out on Apple TV Plus in May called Platonic. Um, Neighbors 1 and 2, great movies. Um, looking forward to yeah, seeing. Yeah, I like those uh, a lot, actually. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how this show turns out. Rose Byrne is a pretty good actress. She was in the X-Men movie. Yeah. She, yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. Um, Bel Air, I know you watched that. Renewed for Season 3 at Peacock. Good. I um, still have to watch Season 2, but... Uh... There are only a few episodes in, so I'll catch up on that at some point. Did you? But, uh, used to, I like the show a lot. Did you used to watch uh, X Files back in the day? I did. Um, Actually, my... no, that's a lie. I didn't. Not back yeah. in the day. I've seen episodes on like Netflix when it came to Netflix. That's that's cool. Uh, you've seen them then. I, I've seen a couple here and there. I never was a huge into it. I know a lot of yeah. people in our class were, but Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, Creed, a lot of stuff he's done in the last ten years. Um, is reportedly working on a reboot of the X-Files featuring a more diverse cast. 
I don't know if they're going to bring in Jillian Anderson and uh, what's his name, David Duchovny. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about that. I, I know he's a great director. I if like his vision. So. Coogler, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just because of the way he casts his movies, if he does use African-American actors yeah. instead. Um, I would not be surprised if, like, Lupita was in it instead of Gillian Anderson. And then she might make, like, one appearance and say with David right. Duchovny. Right. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, rumors are swirling that Curb Season 12 will be the last, and I'm sure... That every time a new Curb season comes out, that's always said before the season, the next season comes yeah. out is all oh, this will season be the last. Season five was going to be the last season. Yeah. It's, it's, same thing happened with Seinfeld, and eventually he did quit. Originally, yeah. Larry David was going to do like the four episode first season that they had planned and leave, and then Jerry kept talking back into it. And even with Curb, he they stopped for what five years? Yeah, yeah, six years. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Um, you've seen Up, right? The Disney Pixar movie Up. See. They're doing a short film, uh, coming out with the movie Elemental. This comes out on June 16th. Uh, they're doing a short film, a sequel to Up. Um, it's going to be about Carl's date dating a new girl, I guess. New uh, old, <laughs> old lady. Um, and the dog that the dog that has a talking collar is going to be in it, too. I can't remember his name. But, yeah, it's going to be some sort of a short yeah. Disney short. Disney Up was short. fun. I liked Up. Yep. Yep. Fun. First five, ten minutes is heart-wrenching. Rips your heart out. Yes. Um, I know you may be interested in this. April 7th, next week. Hulu is dropping a documentary on the legacy of Jay Dilla, producer Jay was Dilla. A, was he in Detroit? Was he Detroit or New Detroit, York? Chicago? He worked with Common. He worked with a whole that's bunch right. of people. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's why I knew him from Common. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, very interesting. Comes out on Hulu next week. Um, Denzel Washington, and Barry Coogan join the cast of Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel. Um, I don't know how they're doing this, but I am intrigued. Yeah, the actors and Ridley Scott being involved, you you, you do get intrigued I am, in this. Yeah. I am super intrigued with Denzel and with obviously Barry, who I love. Yeah, um, he's great. So, this should be interesting. I just don't know how they do that movie. Right. Um, yeah, I'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be done because I do trust Ridley Scott. Um, even things he does that aren't the best are still right. enjoyable to me. Yeah. Um, everybody, every, all the video game platforms, Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, all of them pulled out of E3, and because of that, and I think EA pulled out of it this week because of that, E3 Expo was canceled this year. Um, they had no, nobody going because all the, all the big game, gaming companies were go, were leaving. So it was only, it was supposed to happen in two months, they canceled it. Um, did, uh, did you draw that Red Cross? I did not. Oh, okay. It looks like that it was, was like the th- that's how it came. Okay, <laughs> that's what IGN did. But yeah, it's been canceled. Okay. Um, I don't know if it'll come back. I think I think they I think like I know I know Nintendo likes to do their Nintendo uh, thing that they do every they month or just so. Rather, yeah, they do the direct. The direct, yep. And I know every uh, couple months, Sony does their yearly or bi bi yearly thing, and Xbox does their thing too, where they release their own information, get their own they get their own traffic to their website, and yep. they yeah, so they they like to do that online. Um. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt says, get ready for a lot more Super Mario Brothers movies. Um, next week, we're going to try to see that and review it next week as well. Question um, question for you. Do you think this is the number one movie on the year as far as box office goes? Um, Number one of the year? No, Guardians. I think Guardians is going to... I think this could make oh, 1.5. No, 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 no. The Flash. Again, though... I don't know. I mean, this Keaton. is literally a movie for everyone. You have Keaton coming back as Batman. 
And if this movie, if this movie gets the hype, especially if the reviews come out and the Flash is as good as they say it is, I think the Flash is going to blow everybody away. I so what, think what this Mario movie could get one to one and a half billion dollars, which yeah, put it the highest there. animated, highest animated for sure, maybe well, yeah, of all time, yeah. Um, Probably of all time, yeah. You a fan of right us? now? The Grinch is number one all time. Yeah. Are you a fan of uh, Scott Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Michael I've Sarah? never seen it actually. You motherfucker! You've never seen Scott Pilgrim? No. Okay. By next week, you need to watch Scott Pilgrim. Eh, it is I don't a know if I will. Kevin. You love video games. You this movie is amazing. It's a lot. It's the movie that that he did. Edgar, Edgar Wright did after Hot Fuzz. Holy fuck, Kevin! This movie is amazing. I'm gonna watch it again this week. You watch it too. We're gonna to review it next week. We're gonna we're gonna do a uh, review redo slash uh, Kevin's lost movie for um, Scott Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's an amazing movie. Well, they're doing a animated uh, anime version of this coming out on Netflix, um, and they're bringing the entire cast of the original movie back to do the voices of it. Listen to this cast, Kevin. Michael Cera plays Scott Pilgrim. Of course, you know that. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winsfred plays. Um, Ramona Flowers, who's the lead uh, lead character, lead love interest. Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson before she was Captain Marvel, um, Audrey Aubrey Plaza, Brendan Routh, Superman right after Superman, Jason Schwartzman, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just a great great movie. If you love video games, a lot of video games connections, a lot of video game uh, love to it. And the way he directed it was amazing. It's not really anime-like, but it's it's great. Great movie. Um, Gears of War movie is officially happening on Netflix. Um, the writer of Dune is in charge of the writing. Um, so we have to wait and see a little bit more on that later. Another game that I'm very excited about after listening to the story about it. I don't, I'm trying not to read much about it because I don't want to know who, who this turtle ends up being. But based off the 2020 comic book series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin... When all of the Ninja Turtles were killed except for one. And this one turtle takes all of the all of the colored headbands, all of the turtle weapons, and becomes this vigilante Mecha killing ultimate, turtle. ultimate ninja turtle. And you don't know which turtle survives, and that's all the whole part of the story is which turtle it is. And now, I'm trying not to get any spoilers. God of War inspired, right? It says God, God of, of War inspired. It's, it's God of War so inspired. So which God of War is it inspired by? Because no they idea. switched, they switched it. It was an over-the-top video game uh, view with a bunch of enemies and everything, and then they switched it into a different point of view. So I wonder which one it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know, but it's heavily, it's heavily uh, inspired by that. Uh, it's going to be drawing heavily from the comics as well. Um, developer hasn't been revealed, but yeah, this game sounds so intriguing. The comic mm-hmm. book sounds intriguing too, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do any more research on this. I want to play the game when it comes out. Learn the story, learn who this turtle is naturally, and hopefully I don't get spoiled between now and then. This is probably two or three, four years down the road. So yeah. that sounds very intriguing. That sounds though. sounds awesome, and uh, yeah, like you said, it's interesting to see who it's going to be. I'm going to put money on Michelangelo. Leonardo. I would say Michelangelo. You think so? Guess he's think- the most he's the most non confrontational turtle, and him becoming a super super samurai killer is going to be incredible to see his his character. I was just thinking character. Leo just because um, he's kind of the leader the, the and smart he also one. like 
or after. Or, I mean, but you're right. Like maybe Michelangelo like snaps after yeah. everyone else is dead. Like John uh, Wick. But style. I was thinking Leonardo just because he's kind of like the leader and yeah. And we're not. I do hope it's Michelangelo though, because I do like Michelangelo the most. Yeah, it'd be cool. And he has all four of the turtle weapons in a video game. That would be amazing. So, um, Kevin Smith is releasing an extended cut, a Snyder cut, if you will, of Jersey Girl. His least, I mean, well, you could say Jersey Girl and Yoga Hosers are his two worst movies. Um, Yoga Hosers is pretty bad, and I haven't seen Jersey Girl since I was I in think, Florida. I think Jersey Girl was the result of, as Kevin has put it G- a million times, Jiggly, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as rating and how much money it made. Yeah. Um, I'd say Tusk is below this, though. There's no way it made more, um, less than Tusk. No, I'm talking. I'm not There's, talking about money wise. I'm talking about. I'm talking about what's good. <laughs> oh, okay, because I've I've heard Jersey Girl's good. I've never actually seen it. Um, I, I remember I didn't like it back in the day, but I haven't seen it since I was in Florida, and that was twenty. And you were like ago. twenty years old, so it might not yeah. have been for you at the time. Yep. Yeah. yeah Maybe go back Which and happens. watch that. Maybe go back and watch that. That should be um, part of our that segment I was talking to you about, where I'm going to watch movies I didn't like when I was like in my early twenties. Um, that should be one for you to do. Um, similar to that, because I have to watch Apocalypse Now again soon. Remind me, remind me when we when we get done with the show at the very end. I want to talk about a quick segment idea I had. We'll mention it on the show. Um, General okay. Motors, General Motors is talk, has decided to get rid of CarPlay, Apple CarPlay, and uh, Samsung, uh, whatever their thing is too. Um, they're going to do their own infotainment system based off of uh, Google. They're going to design it. But I assume it'll work the same, so it doesn't really matter. When when Apple when Apple released back at, at their conference back in September that they're going to be do, putting their own infotainment in, into different cars, different companies, and they mm-hmm. and they listed the companies that they were working with. GM was one of them. GM does Chevrolet, um, um, I believe Dodge. Maybe I can't remember exactly who they who they do, but um, they do Chevrolet. I know that for sure. And uh, it's a big it's a big hit. Chevrolet is, a, is number two. I think Ford is number one, and I believe Ford is one of the companies that Apple is working with to do a, do a, do something with. So, um, Bill Skarsgård is not going to return to play Pennywise in the prequel series. Welcome to Dairy is coming out on HBO. Um, kind of we, we were kind of questioning that. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel started filming while you were away. Um, yep. And they and they announced that Patton Oswalt and Camille Nanjiani are joining the cast. Camille was last seen in Eternals. Um, he was last seen in uh, in um, History of the World Part Two as well. Um, Patton Oswalt, comic comedian, been in a whole bunch of nerd shit. So added to the sequel. Hopefully set in New York City in the firehouse. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Writers Guild of America has proposed allowing writers to use Chat GPT to help write the script without having to share any credit or divide residuals. Artificial intelligence is going to ruin everything. Chat GPT is a scary, scary thing where you can where you can write whole entire manuscripts, stories. If we had this in high school, we could have done book reports. We could have done a whole bunch of shit with it, but. Um, Robbie Downey Jr. and Robert Pattinson to star in Adam McKay's next uh, serial killer movie. Mm. Uh, interesting casting team up. Also, is, is that the movie we got a preview of last spring, where it was just Robert Pattinson in like this like incubation chamber? I'm not Looks sure. Like he was getting an MRI. That might have been a different movie with him, but yeah, it may have been. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like all the actors in the or the two actors in this so far, and I like uh. The director, so yep. 
Um, Paramount is to remake Hitchcock's Vertigo. Robert Downey Jr. is being eyed to play the lead role. I haven't seen Vertigo. It's one of those classic movies I want to watch. Um, um, Nintendo Direct also announced this week um, that the OLED model of the Nintendo Switch and a Pro Controller in a case are going to come out with a Zelda-themed Tears of the Kingdom uh, uh, design coming out on the 12th, the, the controller of uh, May, and the console, the Zelda-themed console, is coming out on April 28th. Or, if you already own a Switch and don't want to buy a new console, you could probably get a wrap for that one, like yeah, I did some, for mine. Get some stickers. I got a, I got a wrap on... Uh, actually, the day I bought the console, I got a wrap on it, and uh, it's Breath of the Wild, and it's awesome. That's cool. That console's sick-looking. Um, a couple of other pieces of wrestling news before we end the news segment. Um, Vincent Mann was brought back as a as a worker for the WWE, officially. Signed a contract, making a lot of money, going to be making a lot of money if he's left. And he's also, one of the weirdest part of this whole entire thing is, part of the contract of coming back, he was also giving a, given a rights to adapt his own life story on film. Part of this contract, and WWE can't do it. It's all, it's all he's all in charge of that. Um, but yeah, he's he's back and he's back. And uh, finally, in news, um, WrestleMania is this weekend, um, and coming into the Hall of Fame after years and years of Jerry Lawler trying to get it done, Andy Kaufman coming into the WWE Hall of Fame for the for finally. Um, and of course, uh, probably the first thing of wrestling I ever remembered was Jerry Lawler smacking the shit out of uh, smacking Andy the Kaufman. shit out of Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Um, that was before we were like alive. Yeah, I just remember seeing clips. <laughs> clips of it was like mid eighties, right? Yeah, or yeah. like late seventies. Yeah. That it. That is it for news. And now we're going to get into the Attitude Era rewatch. And Kevin, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Always. Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! WrestleMania 14, March 29th, 1998, live from Boston, Massachusetts. Kevin, we've talked about this so many times, how you missed this opportunity to go. Every time I was watching this show, I was like, well, Kevin could have been right there in the middle of the crowd, or Dusty could have been right there in the middle of the crowd. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a guest with us this week. I mentioned him. His name is Dusty. He went to school with us. 
Anybody who uh, went to school with us knows Dusty. So what's up, Dusty? Yes. I haven't seen you in a very long time. It's good to see you. Yes, it's been a long time. Dusty yes, is Dusty. It's good to see you. Dusty was part of our wrestling group that watched pay-per-views over at Kevin's house every single month up until yep. senior year of high school. So we saw up until, I think WrestleMania 2000 up until we graduated, we, we saw that pretty much every single month we watched the pay-per-view <laughs> together, especially the yes. big ones. Yes. Uh, Gammon was with us. Uh, who else was Gammon? Gammon was there. Mostly just the four guy. of us. Yep. Mostly just the four of us. But that guy. we brought you on because this is our very last, we've been doing this for a year, the Attitude Era rewatch. This is where it culminates because this is a pretty big show. This is where everything changes. Everything happens in this show that culminates the whole entire year. When we'll talk about what led up to this, um, Owen Hart broke his ankle. Um, that's why Triple H won the European title a few weeks before that. And I have a, we, we've talked about Owen a lot this past year, and we know in a year from now he does pass away in the ring. Um, and this ankle injury took him off the trajectory of facing HBK eventually, and and or even right. being in the title picture at all because he got injured. Um, it may have jeopardized his future, and it could have changed the trajectory of what would have happened. Him going into mid Carter status and falling falling down and killing himself, or being you mean killed, when whoever. Vince Russo killed him? Yes, it, it, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it could anything anything could have anything could have happened. But um, it yes. could have it could and have been Vince different. killed him. I never th- I never heard that. <laughs> well, it's Vince well, Russo's idea to put him in the blue blazer, and it was no, his idea to yeah. to put him up in the arena that night. So there was poor planning. There wasn't a good um, stunt yeah. coordinator. Yeah. Coordinator. It was bad. It was bad planning altogether. But huge tragedy. Yeah. A huge tragedy. Yeah. Um, I remember. I don't know you if were. you guys watched that show. Cause I think it was before we, we all got together. No, it was. It was before. It was when it was like a May pay per view, and it was before we started getting the black boxes from Jesse. I believe. Yep. Remember when we picked? I picked that up, and I think it was before then. So at that point, me and Dusty were basically just watching WCW at Gammon's house, still probably. Okay. Or yeah. the occasional WWF like WrestleMania we'd be getting at that point, um, stuff like that. Yeah. But it was just a over the edge like May pay per view, so we didn't get it. Okay. Yeah. I believe. I, I think I, I saw did. it when I woke up on the Today Show. There you go. I did watch it. I remember watching it, and I remember it cutting off. We'll talk about it a little bit because we're not going to. I think we watched it. Didn't we watch it together? I didn't we watch didn't... it. You might have watched it at Gammons. But I remember w- oh, seeing the Today oh, Show the next day. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Oh, okay. It might have been. That, just I might not have been able to make it or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember it, it cut to the it cut to the crowd. That's all I remember. It didn't, it didn't show anything, um, and it was pretty much on the announcers the whole entire time. And they were playing video packages the whole entire time. But it was a messed up okay. messed up day. I remember that. Maybe, maybe okay. Maybe I didn't see it. Gosh, it's, it's been, been yeah. It's been a long. It's been so long. Yeah. It's been played. Yeah. It's been played. It's been played so much. I mean, the whole entire night and everything, and and all the yeah. tributes and everything. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Also, leading up to the show, we talk a lot about Ahmed Johnson and how horrible of a wrestler he is. Well, he walks out of the company. <laughs> he won't lay down for Kurgan, who was in the oddities a few months after this. Um, he, he wouldn't. Yep. He, he refused to lay down for him and and get beaten in a match. So he walked out. And I know he's not long for the company. I think he does come back very, very shortly and doesn't stay for long. But yeah, um, he played Suge Knight on a VH1 Tupac. Uh, Oh like, no shit! Life story. Oh no yeah. shit. Um, and another, another thing of note: um, Luna, 
who's in the company right now, in real life, beats up Sonny backstage. I don't know what that was all about, um, but I did hear about that. That happened before WrestleMania, I think a week or two before. But um, that's kind of the lead up of what happened. Uh, we've talked about pretty much where this whole entire show lead led to, and let's get into it. How do you get everybody onto a WrestleMania card? How do you get everybody, every wrestler on the roster onto a WrestleMania card? Well, a now they 15, just do it over two nights. <laughs> well, exactly. But back then it was a 15 tag tag team battle royal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So you get <laughs> 30, <guests>. yes, 30 <laughs> people in the ring. Yes, there was special guests. You're right. There were so many, so many wrestlers. Surprise. Yeah. Yep. The Legion um, of Doom surprise. Yeah, Legion of yeah, Legion of Dooms were repackaged. Came out with Sonny as their manager, um, and the night after on uh, Raw, they did. She did rename them Legion of Doom um, LOD two thousand, and I know that changes. Um, <laughs> who was the uh, Who was the guy? Was it Crush that ended up jo joining after Hawk left or Animal left? No, it was um, fucking God. What was his name? Oh my God. No, it wasn't Crush. Yeah, right now. yeah, I can't. Brian it wasn't Crush. Crush joined. Crush joined Demolition in the early nineties. Okay. Yeah. Um, he had a Kerrigan. No, it wasn't Kerrigan. It was um. No, no, no. Uh. Oh yeah, it's a, It was a. Big, he had a weird name. Yeah, you're right. Uh. Well, Heidenreich joined him in the. Uh, That's who I was thinking of. Heidenreich. That was that was like the two thousand. Uh, oh, draw. You're thinking of draws. Draws. Yes, joined. it was draws. Yeah, it was draws. Because that was a whole puke thing from uh, from uh, Beyond the Mat. And Beyond the Mat. Yep. We're gonna puke. You're gonna puke. But yeah. Um, <laughs> WrestleMania 14, the week of, and in and on in Faneuil Hall in Boston, they had a public workout. DX. Um, it was on Thursday before WrestleMania. Fifteen thousand fans attended. Kevin, where were you? Were you there? You didn't even make that, did you? <laughs> I was not. I was not. Wasn't it in the middle of the week? It was, in the, it was in was the middle. It was on Thursday. It was um, like Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, yeah. It was famous for uh, DX tied up Austin in the ropes. Um, and they ended yep. up kissing, kissing uh, his forehead, Tyson, and HBK. Um, kind of a famous shot that they've shown. They showed it on this pay-per-view as well. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the matches. Triple H versus Owen Hart. Triple H retains the European title. Um, Triple H really leaning into the DX persona. Uh, probably more so tonight than ever before. Um, the DX band was edited on the network. You had mentioned that, but then later in the night we'll get into it. But um, for some reason, the band didn't play until the Shawn Michaels match. So I don't know what, what that was all about. But they did play. The beginning, they did, they did the uh, the anthem was cut off in the beginning, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. But they yeah. did play the whole thing for uh, Shawn Michaels' entrance. But we'll get into that. Um, let's talk, well, we talked about Owen a little bit, so we won't get into that, but Owen did lose the title. Uh, Sable debuts in a match, uh, in a mixed tag match with, um, Mark Marrow and, uh, yeah. Luna and Goldust. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, how terrible that guy was. Mark yeah, was he's fucking guy. horrible. God, yeah. He's a, he's a public speaker. He's a public speaker now. That's what he does for a living. Oh, really? Uh, completely out of wrestling. Fantastic. Yep. Yes, he's a oh, motivational speaker. Him. Yep. Uh, oh, wrestling, wrestling oh. took a, that much of a toll where you have to do a pivot and <laughs> change your career. But <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, next match was Rock versus Ken Shamrock. Shamrock wins the match. Um, the Nation of Domination, no Farouk, uh, attacks Shamrock after the win. It's like a scene out of Rambo. Shamrock loses it, and he snaps, attacks everyone. 
Uh, Farouk comes out, goes for the save to save the rock, but instead flips him off. And Shamrock continues giving the rock the ankle lock. Shamrock loses it and goes after the referees and the officials. The officials reverse the decision. Rock retains the title. Ken Shamrock attacks the Rock and knocks him off the stretcher that's carrying him out of the arena. Stands over him holding the title. The crowd erupts. It's a great match. Great storytelling. Probably one of the best storytelling matches of the night. I loved it. Um, Next match, Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie versus the Outlaws in a dumpster match. Um, Cactus, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie are going for the win. Um, it's a great hardcore showing. Every weapon, every, every weapon in the ring is being utilized. Um, match ends backstage. Terry Funk uses a forklift to drop the Outlaws into a backstage dumpster, fully closing the lids, and they win the tag team titles. So they did win the titles, and we'll get that, into the rematch that happens that a, the night that after. Was amazing, that amazing was match. Amazing to see a guy with the forklift yep. to use a forklift. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never happened. Never really happened that much back then. Later on, it happened a lot. But that was probably one of the first times something like that happened. I remember you remember um, the Royal Rumble where it, I think it was um, The Rock and Mankind, or maybe it was uh, Halftime Heat, and The Rock put the forklift on Mankind in order to pin oh, him. And I think him? it was yes. Yes, <laughs> was I remember awesome. that. Oh yeah. Um, Kane versus. How much, you gotta wonder how much training they give these guys on a forklift because I know, I know, sh- no shit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's incredible. You have to get a license to drive a forklift, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah so, yep. Uh, Kane versus Undertaker. Kane versus Undertaker. Very first time they faced each other. Um, Pete Rose comes out as a guest announcer, trashes the Boston Red Sox fans in the crowd. Um, <laughs> Pete Rose. Infamous for the whole entire stuff that happened with him in the uh, in the uh, in the betting and everything that Gambling, happened. Yep. Yeah. And, and not going the Red in the Sox Hall- the World Series. Yeah, not going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Kane tombs Kane tombstones tombstones him. It's a weird heel. It's weird for a heel like Kane to go for the cheap pop attack, but he does it. Fans erupt when he gets when he gets uh, tombstone. It's awesome. Um, and of course, Pete Rose shows up at at least three more WrestleManias after this, and same same exact thing happens. Kane attacks him. Um, after going back and forth with finishes, Undertaker hits the tombstone for the win. Um, he gets attacked by Kane after the match, and he's tombstone on a chair. I know this gets uh, followed up next month, and we'll get into it uh, during the Rock the Rock segment we're going to cover. But um, and the main event. A lot of notes on this because it's, this is a huge, huge thing in wrestling. This is the pivot. This is the moment where everything changes. This is the moment where the Attitude Era rewatch that we've been doing for a year has led up to. We've, we've been, This has basically been the Attitude Era rewatch of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's what this whole entire thing has been basically. leading up to. Basically. You wanted to see his rise and Goldberg's rise, and you gave up on WCW in about because, three weeks. Because, <laughs> I, couldn't, because I couldn't Looking even back get... on it, WCW is a tough watch. Yeah. It's usually got a decent, a really good beginning, terrible middle, yeah. and the main eventers really weren't good workers in that company. Uh, but when we were 14 years old, we didn't care about that stuff. We yeah. just wanted yeah. Yeah, We didn't care. <laughs> and, the streak, and, and the streak was so great for what it was, yeah. but it was only five minutes per three hours of Nitro. Um, I got to get yeah. you the, uh, the Bobby Heenan shoot interview where he talks about it. He's like, one Monday he'd be at like... 32 the next monday he'd be at like 48 yep. he's like that that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yep <laughs> yep but um 
Main event, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. Austin comes out to an eruption. The loudest pop I've heard probably in the whole entire year we've been doing this. The, so much swagger that this guy had. It's it's hard to tell a non-wrestling fan how huge he was, but he's just fucking tremendous. Um, yep. The band? I think they said, the announcers said um, that at that point in time, it had been one of the biggest grossing events in Yes, in, in, Boston, Bo- in history. Boston history. I think it was a million, over yep. a million dollars. Yep. I'm sure yeah, that's been yeah. I'm sure that's been oh, tripled, sure, sure. quadrupled oh, yeah. by now. But um, the DX band play HBK into the arena. Um, great, I remember that. I, I had this on VHS. It was one of those uh, thing, very first wrestling things I watched over and over and over again back in the day. We bought it at Suncoast. Yep. Um, when we went over there for um, like thirty bucks, probably. Yep. Um, <laughs> those VHS tapes used to be the same price as the pay-per-view and they came out six months yeah. later or yeah. three months later. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is before DVDs too, so yeah, it had to have been around there. Um, HBK dedicated the master Earl Hepner. Um, he had an illness. I can't remember what it was, but he wasn't at this at this pay-per-view. Um, the crowd booed Earl Hepner because of the Montreal yeah, screw job that happened that a couple, couple months before, so everybody still remembers screwing Bret Hart. But, um, HBK is playing Hurt. Um, he got injured by the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. Um, he comes to the ring looking slow, steady, um, but quickly turns it around once the bell starts to ring, and they start the match. Triple H and China get ejected by the ref after throwing Austin into a uh, guardrail. Um, it's being teased the entire match. Um, it's a sweet chin music versus the Stone Cold Stunner. Whoever hits that finisher is going to be the winner. It's been teased the whole entire match. Um, halfway through the match, you can see Michael slowing down, stumbling and holding his back quite a bit, um, yet still trying to push through. Um, ultimate athletic performance. One thing I've learned from this whole entire year is how much stamina this guy has. Shawn Michaels is a wrestling legend. Yeah, he's a workhorse. And workhorse. also, like at the time, we didn't know about his back injury or as bad as it yeah. was. So yeah. for him to be able to even work this match the way he did was pretty... Tr- Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, after going back and forth throughout the match, they accidentally knock out referee Mike, Mike Kyoto. Um, and it's a storybook finish. Everybody remembers this finish. HBK goes for the sweet chin music. Austin grabs his leg, spins him around, and stuns the fuck out of HBK as Tyson runs in and gives the one, two, three count. Austin becomes the <laughs> WWF yes. champion. Austin... Stone Cold Steve Austin is the leader of the building. It's so hard. Unmistakable. Yeah, Austin, uh, that, that whole entire theme song <laughs> is amazing. But, um, Austin hands uh, Tyson a Austin 316 t-shirt. A pissed off Shawn Michaels shoves Tyson, who quickly punches HPK out cold in the middle of the ring. Joins uh, joins Austin in celebration, raises Austin's arm, and the Austin era in the World Wrestling Federation finally officially begins. Amazing, amazing match. My one of my favorites. It's up. It's this one and Undertaker and Mankind in the Hell in a Cell that happens a couple months after this. Yep. Those two are my favorite matches. I think of all time. Um, I've seen this one so many times. I have, but. I have Brett uh, Austin from WrestleMania 13 at the top of my list. This would definitely be top five. Yeah, if I were to think about it. That was great. It was great to see uh, The Rock so young again. Yes. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, 
yeah. before he did all the steroids. Before the steroids. Yeah, yeah, he was not. He, he just did a little bit of the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. I think it was before he got the boob job. I think that was like the following summer. Yeah, the, the... what he had a boob job. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, that's why he wore a uh, tank top for like two months, like during oh, no the uh, the mankind match at uh, Janu in January '99 uh, of the Royal Rumble. He wore a uh, tank top for that wow. because he had he had like that same surgery that uh, Jericho just had. Well, not just had he had like four or five years ago, where they just wow. take all the they basically liposuction your chest. Hmm. Wow. wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, I was heartbroken when I found out the Tooth Fairy wasn't real. This is crazy. Kevin likes to crush dreams. So, <laughs> Ra Ra's War. <laughs> Next night, live from Albany, New York, March 30th, 1998. Vince McMahon opens the show, brings out a brand new redesigned WWF champion, uh, chip belt, retiring the wing eagle belt won by Austin at WrestleMania. Uh, I do like um, the winged eagle belt. A I do too. Yeah, I, that I was my it. childhood. So, yep. yep. Um, Austin comes down, grabs the new belt, tosses the old one at McMahon's feet, and he goes to pose on the turnbuckles. McMahon congratulates Steve Austin for his win at WrestleMania. I'd like to clear up any misinterpretation of what I had to say several weeks ago is to you winning the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Um, the truth is, the truth is, I am proud of you becoming the World Wrestling Federation Champion. I am, I'm proud of you to represent this company, my company. And Mr. Austin, Together, and that's a key word, and I want you to listen. Together. Together, Mr. Austin, with my vision and your charisma. Together with my mental prowess and your physical prowess. Together, Mr. Austin, one day you might become the greatest WWF champion of all time. So we all know where this leads. It's years and years of a feud with Vince and Austin. So Austin responds to Vince McMahon. Vince, let's cut through all the BS. I know for a fact that you hate me. But that's okay. That's okay because I hate you right back. <laughs> what you've got to understand is there ain't gonna be no you or me. There ain't no we. You ain't gonna mold me. You ain't gonna break me. What you see, Vince, is what you get. What I'm telling you, you can look right in my bloodshot eyes. I ain't gonna do things your way. I will continue to raise as much hell and do things and create as much chaos and give you more gray hairs every single day of your life. Nobody, nobody, especially Vince McMahon, tells Stone Cold Steve Austin what to do, and that's the bottom line. Now, that's that's a real crowd reaction. I don't know if you've, you've watched any wrestling lately. Have you watched any wrestling in the last, I don't know, decade or so? You have? Yeah. And how a lot of the, a lot of the crowd 
yelling that's happening now is all recorded. It's pre-recorded because the crowds don't have any reactions like we had back in the day when we were in the, in the arenas. So it's all caked in through the, uh, through the through the television. It's not even live anymore. But it's hard to explain to people nowadays how deafening Stone Cold coming out and how deafening just having those reactions to seeing these people come out in, uh, in the ring. Last one I really remember was um, CM Punk winning in 2011. That Amazing. was a real one yep. in Chicago. That was fucking epic. And even CM uh, Dustin, Punk... Check that out. Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah. Great match. Him and John Cena. It's 45 minutes long. It's tremendous. That whole build um, The build for that match was awesome. Uh, and then again, when Brian Danielson won, um, probably, what, was that 2013? 14. At that WrestleMania? It was, it, it was, it was when, it was 2014? when CM Punk, okay. CM Punk walked out. Okay, so yeah, that WrestleMania when he won was also goddamn incredible. When CM Punk came back in AAW, that was huge because that was at the United Center. Yeah. That was huge. That was a couple of years ago. But yeah, CM Punk's the only one that in the last, since we, since we went to our wrestling shows at Kevin's house, it was the last, he was the last real person to give a reaction to the crowd like, like that back in the yeah. day. Nobody's done it since. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. He, um, he recently, didn't he recently win the Royal Rumble or something? I watched just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, CM Punk was not in... Not CM Punk. Uh, Dusty Rhodes' oh, son uh, won the Royal Rumble uh, in January. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Cody. Right. Yeah, Cody. Right. Yep. Cody, okay. yep. Cody, yeah, Cody, yeah. Uh, Vince, Vince tells Austin he can either comply the easy way or the hard way. Austin stuns Vince and decided... That uh, he'll take the matter in his own hands and go the hard way. Because um, Stone Cold said so. Um, backstage <laughs> segment with uh, backstage segment with Kelly, Kevin Kelly later on. Uh, Vince has called the police and wants Austin arrested later tonight. Um, later in this segment, uh, Vince meets the cops outside of the arena. Leads them into the building and Austin is arrested. Uh, placed in the back of a police cruiser and led to jail. Um, about halfway through the night. Next hour, uh, The Rock and Farouk finally implode. Um, and the rest of the Nation of Domination attack and destroy Farouk, kicking him out of the Nation as The Rock pro- proclaims himself the ruler of the Nation of Domination. Um, we kind of been talking about this a little bit. Uh, we know that we knew that this was going to happen, but Farouk is out of the Nation. The Rock has uh, pretty much become the, uh, the leader. So, um, Next segment, pretty huge segment. Um, Triple H and China come down to the ring. Um, Triple H takes the mic and starts to talk about Mike Tyson and Shawn Michaels' loss to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's start with Mike Tyson. You know, I must have asked a thousand times, is he locked in? Is he with us? Is he a part of us? Are you sure? Is it sewn up? (laughs) What I heard was, don't worry, kid. I got it covered. Don't sweat it. You worry too much. It's sewn up. Let me make the decisions. Well, you dropped the ball but don't worry HBK because Triple H picked it up and now the ball 
is in my court. I'll take care of the worries. I'll take care of the problems. And I'll make the decisions. This is the genesis of D-Generation X. Tonight, live in front of the world, I form the DX Army, an army to take care of business that should have been taken care of right from the start. Triple H starts a war with new friends. And when you start an army, when you set out to do what no one else can do, the first thing you do is you look to your blood. You look to your buddies. You look to your friends. You look to the click. And coming straight from WCW is Sean Waltman, X, aka Six Pack, X, aka One Two Three Kid, aka now known as X Pac, joining Triple H and DX now that Shawn Michaels is gone. And Waltman has probably one of the best promos I've seen this year. Goes off on everything and everyone. And uh, here's this. You know when you've been an indentured servant for two years. You run up a lot of feelings. Talk to him, kid. Albany, New York! Race up hell and make a lot of noise! First things first, I got a little something, something I gotta get off my chest right now. Uh oh. I heard Hulk Hogan come out on television saying I couldn't cut the mustard. Well, Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think you have any room to talk about anybody cutting any kind of mustard. And Hulk, I I got some more advice for you. You better not stop short, or Eric Bischoff will go so far up your ass, he'll know what you had for breakfast! <laughs> Sitting at home, and I get a call from one of my best friends of my entire life, Triple H, and he says, DX needs your help. Well, damn it, Triple H. Anytime you ever need anything from me, pal, you got it. And I got something else to say. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would be standing right here with us if they weren't being held hostage by World Championship Wrestling. And that's a fact, Eric Bischoff. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. This is great. And he continues. Oh, my gosh. He continues talking about the new era of DX. So the way I see it right now, this is a new beginning for D-Generation X, and we're here to rip ass on the World Wrestling Federation. 
Interesting choice of words. And it starts tonight! Well, this kid is Paula P&V King. Oh, yeah! By the way, I got two words for you. Suck it! Yeah! I gotta tell you, that whole entire promo from beginning to end was amazing. Um, go back and watch. If you're gonna watch anything, watch that. Watch this Raw after WrestleMania. It's probably the best thing I've seen this year. Um, and... Another promo air surprised me because this guy had a lot of uh, a lot of matches throughout the two th- uh, 2001. Uh, another promo aired, or uh, here it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, great athletes from around the world are migrating to the World Wrestling Federation. They're on their way, including this man. Just so good. <laughs> wow, I'm great. Wow. Hello, ladies. My name is Val Venus. I've just been previewing my latest flick entitled Live Hard. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce Willis is good, but Val Venus is great. <laughs> I remember you used to like uh, Val Venus. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, God. how could you not? Yep. God, yeah, yeah, how could you not, man? That's great. What, <laughs> that was awesome. what a sex symbol in the nineties, man. That was, <laughs> what a gimmick. That was that was back yep. when yeah you, yeah oh man you the things they put on TV. Mm-hmm. And the things that people said, you cannot get away with today. You no, really, they barely, they, they barely, that. they barely got away with it back then. But they did, um, yeah, yeah. up until a couple of years after this. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, later, a couple of minutes later, Stone Cold Steve Austin calls from jail. I got, we got a phone. Who's on the phone? Steve Austin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I get one phone call when he's locked up in jail, and I'm sure Vince McMahon thought I was going to call a lawyer. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, Paul Bearer challenges Undertaker to fight Kane one-on-one one more time in a ring surrounded by fire, an inferno match. Loser must catch fire. Happens the next pay-per-view. And they're setting up a cage for a WrestleMania rematch with the Outlaws versus Terry Funk and Mick Foley for the titles. Um, Quick to note, Terry Funk was injured at WrestleMania. Um, so the titles have to change hands because they won it the night before. So this, and also this is Funk's last match in the WWF. Uh, he doesn't wrestle after this. Um, it's a brutal match. 
Uh, both teams uh, expertly using the cage as a weapon. Um, the Outlaws string up Terry Funk to the cage, tie him up, and double-team Cactus Jack while he can't do anything about it. Um, at the end of the night, DX run down to the ring. X-Pac hits uh, Cactus Jack three times in the head with a chair. The Outlaws pile-drive him through the chair, winning the titles back with the help of DX. The Outlaws officially joining Degeneration X, beating down McFoley and Terry Funk, giving them cross-chops. Um, all, all five of them climb to the top of the ring, uh, pose with the X signs, do the cross chops off the top of the ring on the uh, corners, and uh, Raw goes off the air. And this is an amazing Raw, amazing WrestleMania, um, one for the history books, a lot of uh, memorable stuff. And uh, what I loved about this year of uh, Attitude Era rewatch, we're going to talk about a few things that we covered. Um, obviously, Kevin's favorite part of 1997 was Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation. Seeing that come up, seeing that happen, seeing the culmination at Survivor Series, the screw job was amazing. Um, the fallout and the rebuild from the screw job and having to put more put more um, trust in other wrestlers like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like The Rock. The big the once Bret Hart is gone to WCW, um, and seeing what happens with Owen and the whole fallout of that as well, and 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 him staying in the company surprisingly and getting a pretty good pay boost. Um, and, of course, seeing Austin's rise this whole entire year has been amazing. From Survivor Series to this, the Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass, and it's amazing. Um, HBK is a showman, mentioned it before. Uh, maybe the best wrestler to ever showcase his skills in the ring, ever. Um, seeing the seeing the build-up from Mankind to Mick Foley, the whole entire Dude Love, um, and Cactus Jack, that whole entire three faces of Foley at Royal Rumble, him coming out three times was amazing. Um, and seeing the rise of Vince McMahon going from a announcer to someone who didn't really mention himself being the owner of the wrestling of WWF uh, to going to this yeah. on on screen character to where we all know goes he becomes the best heel ever in the wrestling business because of this. It's um, incredible. Yep, DX breaking the fourth wall. Um, along with television boundaries getting really raunchy, it gets worse from here on in. And of course, they start a war with WCW not too long after this. All four of them, <laughs> yeah. They bring they bring the they bring the tank into the uh, one of the one of the places they're not too far from where WCW Nitro is. is yeah, they're both the in time. Atlanta or yes, something that somewhere night? like that. Yeah. And just seeing the beginning of the Attitude Era and just seeing how everything developed from a. Very cookie cutter part in the beginning of this year to now we have Val Venus and Sex playing in a promo on Raw on the USA Network at nine o'clock at night. It's it's it's, it's pretty incredible. it's incredible. It's an incredible time. Um, and how this stuff it was perfect for our age. Yeah, it was perfect for our age. Perfect at the for time. us. Perfect I mean, for us. We grew up at a perfect time in the nineties to be living through this Attitude Era. It was amazing. I wish, I've told Kevin this a bunch of times, I wish I watched wrestling a year or two before I started. I didn't start watching until October of 1998. I wish I had started in 97. But I'm glad I did this rewatch because I, I lived through it now. I've watched everything. so Pretty incredible, pretty spectacular. And um, I, miss, I miss the days of us watching wrestling back at Kevin's house, watching the pay-per-views. Oh. Those were good times. Attacking the pizza guy when the pizza Dusty guy would come over and we'd have tacos. <laughs> yep. yep. The pizza yep. guy. Yep. And yes. Dusty would go outside to get some fresh air 
waiting yep. for the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Gammon would, exactly would come over <laughs> for some reason. He would get charged for the uh, pay per view, even though he had the black box. <laughs> if Gammon, if Gammon oh, hears that, sorry, God. but uh, yeah, it only happened Damn, once or I twice. Love that kid. Yeah, I do yeah, too. He's awesome. It's a good thing. It's a good thing we didn't have uh, smartphones back then because we'd be in prison. Yeah, because oh, you imagine. When we tried to shave his head. Dude, I was just gonna say. <laughs> man, he lost. He lost. He kept, he he kept lost kicking the, the cord out. He, he, oh God! I never. I told that kid, <laughs> if you wrestled that hard on the wrestling team as you did Kevin and Ray and I in the basement, it, man, you'd be a winner. You know, I yeah. never seen that kid kick out so. Hard. I forgot he was on the wrestling team. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, we had yep. we had fun. Yeah, yeah, he yep. was a yeah. He's 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 talk about him like he's dead. He's the most successful one out of the three of us. He definitely, yep. he definitely, he definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Dusty, thanks, thanks for coming on. It's uh, we've been talking Thank about having you. you on for a while to talk about this, and uh, maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll have you back on again because we're going to talk some wrestling throughout the year. I know we want to cover the uh, Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and uh, Mankind. We're just going to bring okay. it up cool. uh, when, when we watch it. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. going to continue. I'm going I'm to continue the watch. I'm just not going to do as many notes and, and uh, clips and take as much time as I have. I'll probably have it playing on the sure. background. But, sure. But we'll uh, now that. I got a friend out here that's coming over. A couple of guys coming over this weekend to watch WrestleMania, and then yep. that's awesome. Smack, SmackDown's going to be in Portland in two weeks, so we're going. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. For the yeah. longest time, they couldn't run in Oregon because of the uh, drug policies. Yeah. Um, yeah. that have since been cleaned up since Oregon now lets meth be legal. You can do. You can, <laughs> you can have. You can do whatever you would like. Yeah. yeah. You just go on. You just go right on down to the high school, and those kids will get it for you. <laughs> Great customers. <laughs> Two drugs. <laughs> yeah. Dare. That's great. Dare. I remember Dare. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, did, oh, it did do it too well. Yes. All they did was all they did was tell us how to do it and what everything looked like so we yeah. could yep. do the proper things. Yeah. That's yeah, all Dare it's, does. Yeah. It shows you what everything looks like. That's how I learned that's how I learned. Yeah. That's how I learned it. So thank you. Thank you, Dusty. Yeah. No, thanks guys. Yeah, let me know. Good. That yeah, was fun, man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. Attitude Error is over. Let's get into our last reviews of the evening, day, whenever you listen to this. Um, let's get into spoiler reviews of the two movies we saw. Scream 6, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Scream 6, we'll start with that first. Scream 6, um, set in New yes. York City. Um, mentioned the one thing I liked about this movie is the museum, the museum of all the scream killers. Yeah, I thought that um, was pretty cool. All the, all the artifacts from different movies of all the weapons, all the masks, all the uniforms, all the uh, all the robes that were that were made by uh, by Ghostface, whatever the hell his name was. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a decent movie. Um, up until the very very end, and when they yeah, mentioned it was my. It was my as the screen person. I'm going to talk here. 
yeah, yeah. It was let, my second favorite Scream movie until the last 20 or so minutes. Okay. Um, I felt like they took away all the stakes completely when Cuba Gooding's son wasn't dead. Um, they... The, re- the reveal would have been cool if the father was also helping his son um, in the first movie, or the fifth movie technically, but the first of this new series. Um, because, like I've been saying since we saw that in the theater, there was no way that little girl could have killed Dewey that way. Um, so maybe they're set- they're saving that for the next one, that somebody else was helping them to make it three killers in each of the three movies going in the new trilogy. Um but yeah, I mean, for, it has a lot of scenes that are some of my favorite from the Scream franchise. Um, Ghostface with the shotgun was fucking awesome. Yep. Um, and I'm glad you saw it in theater because just the way that sound design was for that yeah. scene was it incredible. Was loud. It was loud. It was, yeah, it was very loud. Like, every time the shotgun went off, your seat shook. Um, I love that scene. Jenna Ortega continues to be amazing. She is um, great. She is great. The girl, the girl that plays Sam, is much better in this one than she was in the first. The first almost felt like it was filmed at like a year apart because it's almost like they filmed the beginning of Scream Five and then realized she couldn't act and sent her to acting lessons because she was okay at the end of that movie, but the first like hour of that movie, she was fucking atrocious yep. as an actress. Um, but yeah, overall, like the whole core four thing was kind of okay but goofy because that dude got stabbed like fucking 70 times yeah. by three people or two yeah, people yeah. at that point um what else do i want to say about this uh yeah you go on give your thoughts now well let's get it else. let's get into the killer reveal the killer reveal is the big the big problem that we both had with the movie was when the killers mm-hmm. were revealed that's where the movie turned very strange how they how they connected this to the second the the movie before this um, and being the father of, um, of, uh, what's his name from the boys. Um, yeah. it's, it's a weird story. And then having those two kids come on as brother and sister, it's just very, very I, weird. And I was, knew that, like putting, I knew that one kid that was the outcast from the group. I knew he would be. Yeah. Um, it's just, also, yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. That's sorry. Before I forget, cause I have a terrible memory when he gets literally throat fucked with a knife yeah. by Jenna Ortega and then comes back. I thought that was the stupidest fucking thing ever. Hmm. When he comes back and he's like, ah, just like his sister did in the first one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they kill him again. Um, thought that was fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, the end. Yeah. The, I didn't like the ending at all. I didn't like the killer, the killer reveal. There were three killers. Um, it was very strange. Uh, daughter, daughter of this, of this father, who was the father of the uh, character from the, fr- the last one we talked yeah. about. Um, and the and the son as well. Son and, was in general, outcast. I did not care for the the cop character at all. It was almost like he was trying too hard. Yeah, um, I thought he was going to be related to him at all. I thought he was going to be more related to the first killer, the very first scream. I can't remember his name. I thought it was going to be related to him. Watching this whole to entire Billy thing, Loomis? yeah, I thought it was going to be related to the Loomises rather than uh, the kid. But yeah, it was kind of strange. It was it was strange. I wasn't a big fan of the ending. Up until up until that point, I think it was a four to me, and I think it dropped down to a three and a half. The yep. ending, yeah, because that would have made sense because Billy's father left the family right um, yep. in Scream One because his mom was having an aff- was it his mom or- yeah or his 
Who's having an affair? It's been so long, I don't remember. It was, oh no, it was, it was her mom, Nev Campbell's mom, having the affair. Yeah. But I think Billy's mom left because his father was also having an affair, if I remember correctly, and then she came back as the killer in the second one. It's been a while. I should watch Scream again because it's been too long. I like the Scream. I like the first Scream a lot. I don't like a lot of them after that, but yeah. I do like the first one a lot. For me, it's one, two, the one that came out last year. That was pretty good. Then this one probably. Yeah, I don't. Uh, actually, yeah, this one's better than four. I watched four recently. This one's better than four. Okay. Four, four and then three was just a complete turd sandwich. Three is really Three's bad. The only one, three's the only one I dislike. Um, the other ones I still get enjoyment out of, and I can't wait to watch this one again, but it was literally my second favorite up until the reveal, and then it got pushed back a bit. Um, so, yeah. Are you uh, three and a half or are you higher? I'm a three. Or lower. Three, okay. I'm a three. I, it, was a, it was a solid four going into the last act. Uh, okay. I was loving most of the movie. Uh, Jenna Ortega, of course, is great. Uh, we got to see some more Billy Loomis, so I love de-aged. Uh, what's his name? Um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool how they're doing that. She's a her. complete psychopath too. Yeah. So like, I get it. Like at the end, where like she couldn't let the person go, and then she's like, "I'm my father's daughter, anyways." And then and Jenna, Jenna Ortega <laughs> is perfectly fine with her sister killing and murdering somebody. Just stab him in the fucking neck. Who in the face? Yeah. Who cares? She's perfectly fine with it. But yeah, overall, decent, okay movie up until the end. It kind of for me, but. Three and a half is a decent score, so yeah. And I went three, so yeah. And I'm, a, I'm a, I mean, I, I was between three, three and a half. Um, maybe if, if I, I watch it again, it would raise it. But uh, if I really thought yeah. about it, it'd probably be a three for me too. But I'll, I'll keep, I'll stick with what I stand. I'll stand by what okay. I said. Um, last movie we're gonna review for the evening: Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Spoilers on this. Um, DC marketing trailers gave a lot of this movie away. Uh, I think yeah. the Wonder I thought the Wonder Woman thing should have been a surprise from the very beginning. Not having that as the surprise of the movie, I think that hurt it. I think also that working in the opposite direction, where it would have been cool to see, and we had paid for the tickets in advance. But then when people again, it goes back to the issue of nobody knows if Wonder Woman or Gail Gadot's version of Wonder Woman is going to be moving forward so i think it had the reverse effect of what they thought it would have yeah. done yeah. in the marketing yeah yeah because if they didn't put that in there you wouldn't say well, why, why yeah, and it would have just been a it would have just yeah. been a cool thing yeah um cgi comparisons to marvel's recents i thought that this movie had a lot of great cgi effects way better than the first one the first yeah. one that was the only criticism i love the first exam yeah for me if i'm ranking dc it would be Man of Steel, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Shazam, The Suicide Squad. That would be my my top four. Well, Batman vs. Superman has a lot of good stuff, too. It does, but the overall story and how they did the yeah. death of Superman so early. The ultimate um, stuff. The ultimate one. I didn't, the ultimate one's fine, but I just... That movie, outside of it looking absolutely incredible, because that movie looks great, um, I didn't care for the core story in that one. I just felt rushed. Yeah, I did but, like I, I did like the CG in this quite a bit. I liked I yeah. liked the um, dragon scenes. Uh, dragon was kind of like a wood dragon. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was when he makes the joke about that. He's like, yeah. and the dragon's made out of wood, which is an odd choice. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, Zachary Levi, great com- comedic actor. If you've never seen Chuck, Chuck is a great show. Um, yeah, you, you got me seasons. into Chuck. Yeah, great show. Um, 
And Shazam's future of this whole entire franchise, watching this movie, is like, where is this character going to go? Yep. And then you see the after credit scenes. We'll get into the first one. First one is Shazam in the in a abandoned gas station, shooting beer cans on a pillar, and two of the characters from James Gunn's Suicide Squad come in, trying to recruit him for a justice, not the league which Shazam wants to join, but the society, Justice Society yes. that was brought up in Black would, Adam. Honestly, if. Everything wasn't canceled already. I would have fucking loved to see Shazam and Hawkman have like dialogue. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been great. Like Hawkman is so straight and just and he's a great actor. I love the guy that plays Hawkman. Yeah, and him too. and Zachary Levi, it would have been hilarious. Yeah. I really do hope they keep Aldous Hodge as Hawkeye somehow, some way. Yeah. He was awesome. But yeah, um and that scene and and the very end of it, he's trying to be recruited into the Justice Society and that's where they leave it. Um, and he makes a joke about um, about what what they are gonna call it. Maybe the Avengers Society or something like that. So he's making a Marvel joke. This yeah, is I all. This has dumb. James. This has James Gunn's writing and, and ideas written all over it. But apparently, it was done way before. That so, can't that can't be the case, Kevin. There's no way that James Gunn had no involvement in this. His wife is in it. There's no. There's no way. But, I mean, like James said, he said the only thing I ever cast her in was the Suicide Squad. Because this film's been in the Ugh. can for a while. I can't I can't believe that because James Gunn's wife and his best friend, one of his best friends, are in the I know. In and, and, and we'll talk about it right now. The scene was supposed to be totally different. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to have Hawkman. And it was supposed to have another character from Black Adam. But it was, it was blocked... Be... It was, was it going to be by... Hawkman and Cyclone, or was it going to be Hawkman and... <sighs> I don't remember. But it was but it was blocked by The Rock, because he had he wanted to have nothing to do with Shazam. For but no... This like, is... I don't understand that. Why would you take the role of Black Adam and not want it to connect to Shazam? You shouldn't have wanted to do that. Like, that'd be like Tom Hardy being like, I'll play that Venom, but I want no connection to Spider-Man. They can't have a connection to Spider-Man because of the way the Legal. two Legality. studios are. Legal. Yeah. Legality. Um... So to me, when Rock was, I mean, Rock's been cast as Black Adam since like 2010. Yes. So before I mean, the me, universe, before anything, you would yet. think that he would want to connect to the character that his character is most likely connected to. If you know what I'm saying, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, it makes no at sense. all. Like for your own pockets, like for your own pockets. Why would you want to do that? You could have made so much money doing that, and then eventually it's up to you and Superman. I know Rock doesn't like to lose fights in movies for whatever reason. Maybe because that's all he did as a wrestler is lose fights, but it just didn't make any sense. It never has. Doesn't make sense why he wasn't the first Shazam. No, it doesn't make sense. He's he's got that wrestler mentality, like you mentioned. He doesn't want to lose fights. And you can't be like that in a movie franchise, and that's what happened. Right. That was that was the downfall of the DC universe. Him going in, putting his foot down, getting Henry Cavill back way and prematurely. Had that movie done, say, $800 million, then we'd be like, okay, I can understand why. Yeah. But it was, and I loved, I loved Black Adam. It's I a terrible too. movie, but I enjoyed it. Was fun. The time. It was fun. Watch, I'd it was watch fun. it. Yeah, I, it was fun. I've watched it two times, maybe yep. three, and it's fun every time. I mean, that scene where Black Adam throws the guy. And he's like holding his arm, and the guy's like, "All right, we can question him now." And he's like, "He's not available for questioning or whatever." And then you see the guy in the background like laying on the mountains, like it's just it's fun. 
I enjoyed it's it. A very very but, fun movie. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of, there's a lot of back background stuff that happened with the rock mm-hmm. rock that fucked it up. And yeah. And, and then this whole thing with Shazam and this after credit scene, and him not letting any of the Black Adam characters that he created in, or he introduced in his movie be involved in this. It is is a travesty to what could have been. Um, I think it would have hit better than what happened in this movie. I think it had yeah. Justice Society characters rather than two Suicide Squad characters or friends with James Gunn and wife. Yep. I think I think it would have been better. I think it would have hit better to the audience. And um, I love Greybeard and I like Harcourt. So it's not even their character. I just think that it just... They got put into a position where they had to do something. Yep. And that was it. You know who would have been better? You know who would have been better Peacemaker John Cena would have been great in this. Yep. It would have been it would have been a it would have been a nice shot of the rock if they put John Cena in that scene. Oh, it would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious. But yeah, that's all done. Rock's gone. Shazam is probably coming back because the second post credit scene is setting up a sequel that was set up in the first movie of Mr. Mind and the return oh of God. Mark Mark Strong's character. Um, it was teased in this after credit scene of the first movie and it was teased again in this one of coming back and still planning on the, a uh, revenge for what happened in the, the first movie. David Samberg, the director, has said many times that uh, originally Mr. Mind was going to be the person that sent the gods to get Shazam. So he would have been in this movie earlier in the movie to set everything up. And there was just too much story to tell because they could only have a certain amount of time to do it. So they cut that whole subplot out. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know where this is going to go. We don't know what James Gunn has planned for Shazam. If he has plans for Zachary Levi, leaves it wide open. There's no end to the I, character. I honestly wouldn't mind. Of course, apparently they're still doing Peacemaker Season 2, and Waller's going to be a kind of uh, Peacemaker Season 1.5, from what I've heard or read. Um, <sighs> but, like, I could see John Cena being Shazam if they recast the character. Oh. And they get rid of Peacemaker. Oh, God, Kevin, don't say that. I'm I'm now have, I'm sick to my stomach talking about DC. <laughs> I don't. I, I just say I could see it because he's very ah. kid friendly. But um, my issues with this movie were one that kid Dylan whatever from it the yes. the crippled kid is he acts circles around everyone in this movie, including Zachary Levi. Um, he is way too good. My issue with Shazam himself is he acts too much like a kid when he's Shazam, or as they even call him in this movie, Captain Marvel. And he acts like an adult when he's a kid. Exactly. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Yep. He acts like an adult when he's a kid. It doesn't... Yep. Like, I would say, like, the first time you transform into that character, and you go get the beers, and he goes to the strip club, all that stuff like that all makes sense. Because he had never been that... He had never been a grown-up before. But then going forward, to keep that same energy is odd. Because um, he acts completely different as a kid. Um, but yeah, that, that kid that's on the crutches is friggin' incredibly great in this movie. Um, and and the other thing that bothered me is all of his Shazam family. Like, the girl is played by a six-year-old. Well, I guess six in the first movie, probably eight or nine in this movie. Yes. Um, she acts just like she would as a kid. When she's the adult version of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that even like put uh, put it all under more of a microscope to yeah. me as far as how Zachary Levi acts. Yeah. Um, 
overall, what would you give this for a score? I'm kind of sticking around the three and a half with this. Um, it's not my favorite DC movie. Um, it's I, I, I'm not invested in it. I, I probably will watch it again, but I'm not invested in it because I don't know what the future is. Um, yep. And I'm kind of sticking with a three and a half. Three and a half is good. I'm going to three. Um, I think it was far below the first movie. Yeah. Which yeah. I would probably give a four. Yep. Um, because I like I said, I really, really, really enjoy Shazam. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's hovering between three, three and a half. Um, the villain was kind of yeah. weak. The villain was kind of weak. Um, I think Helen Mirren was good, but she was kind of like a half villain, half good person. It was really, the end. yeah. The uh, the villain was really Lucy Liu. It was kind of weak, and it was a weak villain. Um, and, and I did and like the the, uh, the younger sister. I liked her a lot. Um, the girl from Into the, the Heights. Yep. I like the I like the I like the um, unicorn scene. I like the monsters mm-hmm. that come out of the tree. Yeah, I like I like a lot of it, but it's just it's just not. There's no I'm not invested in it, and, and, that, yeah. and that hurts and that hurts my score because I need to be invested in the story. Right, and, and that's the main reason why it's a three and a three and a half for me is that I just I'm not very I'm not really invested at this point because of everything that's happened. So we'll have to see going and forward. We don't, yeah, and we don't know what's going to so, happen with the character, and we don't know if there's yeah. a, if this is it. We don't know if he's coming back and they have a quick cameo or a TV show. We don't know what, what James Gunn has planned. So we need Mister Mind and Black Adam. Yeah. Mr. Mind should be the one to bring Black Adam into the whole situation, we, we need whether Black it's The a- Rock or not. We needed Black Adam in this movie. We needed Black Adam and a cameo in the last movie, but it didn't happen. Yep. And the Rock poo-pooed everything because he's a fucking egotistic bastard, which, right. we knew, which we knew in wrestling. But bringing it into but Hollywood... In wrestling, he really wasn't even that bad because he did the job for everyone. He lost to everyone. Yeah. Like, for yeah, the but- most part. Like yeah, he beat he, Stone Cold and Stone Cold was retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's also that's also wrestling. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do in wrestling. But, hmm. um, but yeah, that's it. Three and a half for me. Three for Kevin on both. Um, and that's it for the show. Coming in April, um, next week, Ted Lasso and Mando. We always re- review that. Um, Tetris movie came out today on Apple TV. I'm gonna try to watch it this weekend. Um, Cree three came out digitally. We're gonna try to watch. I'm gonna try to watch that. You already watched it. Give it a proper review next week. Yep. Um, big movie next week is Super Mario Brothers. It comes out next Friday. Want to watch that before the pod. And John Wick Chapter 4, we're going to try to hit the theaters and watch that as well before next yes. week. Um, 65. Uh, it's Hopefully not on digital we'll yet. Sometime in April we'll watch it. It's getting really bad reviews, so I'm, my interest has gone down on that. Uh, I was planning on watch car- watching Carnival Row while you were gone. Didn't get into it on Amazon Season 2, the final, final season. Also came out today, Air... Um, in the theater, I'm probably gonna yeah. wait until it comes out on digital. I do want to see I'm not. it. You don't want you don't want to see we'll, it. We'll we'll go in two weeks after we get uh, rid of okay, John okay. Wick, and we'll make that our next week. Um, actually, that, comes, that, comes, Mario. That, that comes out next week. Um, next week also, yep. Dave season three comes out. I got to catch up on Dave oh, season two. Hell yeah! Um, Can't the wait. Week, the week after I, that, right? Real quick, I had tears in my eyes at the end of season two. That's cool. Well, okay. I have to, I have like, to get into I, it. I legitimately was like, I had like tears in my eyes. Wow. Yeah, I got to get into it. Um, Renfield comes out on April 14th and a few weeks after that. Something I know you don't care about. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Why would you um, say I don't care about that? I fucking love the Power Rangers. Because the movie looks atrocious. It, it's, oh, it looks terrible, but it's the old cast. It Except is for, old... Is, is Amy Jo Johnson in it? No, she's not in it. Uh, okay. what's, his, what's his name? Tommy before he Tommy's died, decided he didn't want to be in it. Um, and there is a Green Ranger, right, in the preview. 
Yeah, and the yellow, and it's all about the Yellow Ranger dying. She yeah. she died in real life twenty five years ago. Yeah, and this is I all mean, about her dying awful, in canon. I'm gonna that might be a wait for digital release. It was on Netflix on April nineteenth. Oh, it's Netflix. Okay, yeah, perfect. yeah. Um, Ghosted. Uh, this is uh, Chris Evans and Anna De, De Armas. I think it's Apple TV. Um, it comes out on April twenty first. Yeah, it looks uh, awful. The very end of the month, Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, live action Peter Pan on Disney. Um, it's some sort of connection to the animated movie that came out in the in the forties. Um, it comes out on April twenty eighth on Disney Plus. Um, had an idea for a new segment now that we're done with the Attitude Era rewatch. Now that we're doing video because we did record the video of Attitude Era rewatch. Um, we should do a show and tell segment. We have a lot of geeky shit. Um, and I, I'm not going to reveal it now, but you got me a pretty cool thing that I would reveal in our very first show and tell segment. You got me when you went to, and I'll reveal the one I got. Yeah. Yep. Let's do that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll plan on that. Cause, uh, we'll, we'll put it on since this is a podcast and we're not on YouTube yet. We'll also put the pictures on Instagram. Yeah. We'll do the Instagram pictures as well, but we will, we will, we will do video more in video. Cause we're going to post a video for, um, for this on, for the, uh, attitude air rewatch on, on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, probably this weekend. So, when you when you hear this, it may be on there. Hopefully, I've edited it by then. Um, that was my my idea, and uh, that's it for the show. Um, thanks everyone for listening. This was a long one. I think this may be the longest one we've ever done, almost three hours. Um, probably up there with the one year anniversary. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Probably close to that. But uh, thanks thanks everyone for listening, being around. Uh, this was a two week uh, two week episode that we caught up on. So there's a lot of stuff. So. Uh, We will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Later. The Iceman cometh. I'm afraid. That my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. Everything freezes. You are not sending me to the cooler. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age! Can you feel it coming? The icy cold of space. At 30,000 feet, your heart will freeze and beat no more. After you're frozen, your icy tomb will plummet back to Gotham. Freeze well. Stay cool, bird boy. Can you be cold, Batman? My passion thaws for my pride alone. All right, everyone. Chill. 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 Death work on a cold hearted. Cool party. It's a cold town. Allow me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well. For it's the chilling sound of your doom. Always winterize. Your pipes. The blood will freeze in my hands. I will turn Gotham into an icy graveyard. Then I will pull Batman's heart from his body and feel it freeze in my hands. If revenge is a dish best of cold, tonight hell freezes over. Let's kick some ice. Tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. Freeze in hell, Batman!